0: Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 6th of September 2017. This is The Gap, episode 386. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Guru is with me tonight. How you going, Job. Oh, uh, I've been better. You been feeling better. a bit rough this week or something? What's going on? Uh yeah. I uh, went and
1: visited my family. Ah, uh, it's karaoke. No, okay. no, no. Uh, they just have children. And they've all got fucking some sort of parental herd immunity bullshit where they get so many fucking diseases from children now that diseases just have no effect on them. But yeah, me and my wife, we walked in and immediately contracted like everything. It all, the worst flu I've had in fucking ages. I spent like Monday bedroom watching fucking Amazon's The Tick what what they've released of it. And uh yeah, just fucking laid on watching fucking cutthroat kitchen remake, uh um like uh replays? No. Reruns. Yeah. Just fucking smashed down on fucking colon flu and just yeah. So uh sounds delicious it's it's pretty good, it's pretty great uh loving it, really happy yeah so yeah um this is about the best my voice has been uh for I don't know three days, so I guess I figured we should probably podcast while I could actually talk. Um,
0: we'll see how uh, you go by the end of tonight. yeah, maybe we yeah. will just lose it halfway through
1: by the time I like i I was playing playing a risky game yesterday uh we were playing some PUBG at night and uh, by the time i wrapped up i was just, like it was 10 o'clock but i it was bedtime for me because i was fucking wiped. um by the time i'd wrapped up i i was basically done i you could barely
0: make out any words yeah it
1: was pretty good high quality so uh that's good hopefully i make it through the entire podcast
0: yeah if you do i'll be impressed because there's some good stuff in the news for you
1: i know right <laughs> some tasty tasty stuff and a good question too um all right so shall we jump in then let's do it there's a lot here big week. a bunch yeah <laughs> uh ticket to earth let's talk about ticket to earth no let's talk about hearthstone first and then ticket to earth yeah okay. yeah that sounds good all right good 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 stuff all right hearthstone first uh they released a um a, a patch uh so yeah i don't know they're releasing a patch they announced a patch yeah uh, for Hearthstone. This is the Lich King expansion, right? Uh yeah, the yes, Knights of the Frozen Throne. Um this is the first patch for um Knights of the Frozen Throne. So they've announced that they're making changes, they will their they're incoming um uh like the ch- patch hasn't been implemented yet? They're, I think they're aiming for the end of this month, but uh, yeah, they're they're making some changes based on feedback to uh, to what how people feel about Knights of the Frozen Throne. So they're nerfing fiery war axe, they're nerfing hex, they're nerfing murloc war leader, they're nerfing innovate, and they're nerfing spreading plague. It's all nerfs, all nerfs, all the way down. Um, and as, as I've been mentioning, I've been playing quite a bit of Hearthstone, even though I hate myself uh, when I do it, and I hate—I actually hate playing it. Uh, I just don't have anything better to play, so I can continue to play it on the toilets. Um, yeah. Uh, I've, I don't know, I don't—I I made a complaint on Twitter about this change, because hmm. it basically, uh, you know, there have been a lot of complaints about Druid, uh, since the since the expansion dropped. And um, this change actually has two nerfs to two, like, Druid-specific cards. So you'd think that it'd actually be a you know a, a Druid nerf, but it is, in fact, uh, not that heavy-duty a nerf, in my opinion. I mean, it, it's sort of... So Innovate is a card that previously uh, you would play it and you'd get two mana for that turn. So you get two extra mana. So if you were on four mana, you'd play it and you'd be able to play a six mana card. Which was pretty troublesome for uh, like when you're up against a druid um, because basically what would happen is like the, the gameplay of a, a druid, to play a druid what you're trying to do is you're trying to get more mana than your opponent, mm-hmm. so uh, it's like it's actually a really interesting um, like concept for a deck style to because it sort of plays off Hearthstone's uh, like uh, the fact that you always get more mana because in other you know other card games you don't always get more mana each turn right like in magic if you don't if you don't have any fucking lands in your hand then you don't get more mana right Uh you don't like you have to play mana in other uh, some other card games right in this one you always get more mana so you're always ramping up you're always getting more and more fucking and so the the trick with the druid is that they play cards that allow them to get to like 10 mana the max mana really fucking quick and so they're at 10 when you're still at fucking five and shit right and they're playing much bigger cards than you are just because out of because of that situation yeah yeah um so innovate they've changed it from it gives you two mana to just one mana which is i don't know i don't think it's i don't think it's a great change i think something like uh one of the things in the blog post they said that they could have done is changed it so that it refreshed two of your mana crystals, which I think would have been more interesting, uh, like more appropriate because then you're not gaining mana above what you're capable of using. You're simply regaining. So if you were to use, if you're at six mana and you use six, uh, you could play a six mana card and then play a two mana card here. The situation they've created is you can play a seven mana card, Right? Or seven mana worth of cards, whatever the fuck. Right? That's that's the change that I made. Um, and you know, the, the refreshing two mana crystals, I think, would be you know, there's actual gameplay in that. There's a little bit of um, mental agility required in, in creating a situation where that is most favorable in some situations. Uh Spreading Plague is this card where you play it and it just it plays these uh I think they're one five taunt minions and taunt minions have to be killed before you can attack
0: Mm -hmm.
1: your opponent and it's a fucking it's a bullshit card it's a bullshit card for druids because basically what like what druid turns into is this fucking race against time right because they are inevitably going to wind up with way like the ability to play way bigger cards than you for longer because that that is the fucking way that their fucking class works, right? So you need to you need to smash them down quick or you're gonna get fucked on hardcore. Uh and a one five is like actually specifically out of like oh the the other thing is it plays one one five one of these minions Per minion on the board that you have. So if you have seven fucking minions on on deck, you have got a full, full fucking like. If you're I play shaman a lot. If you've got you know your shaman board down, uh, because you've been, you played your fucking little murloc totem that spawns a little murloc every at the end of every turn, and they haven't been wiping them out because uh, they're too busy getting more fucking mana over and over and over again. Um, and so you've got like this full fucking deck, right? Then they're able to play these one fives, and uh, then like you're not able, to, you can't bloodlust through that. Like if if you've got a board full of fucking one ones or zero threes or whatever the fuck, you cannot bloodlust through a one five, and you will clear your entire board attempting to wipe those one fives out which is horseshit. if you've if you're a fucking mage and somehow you have seven fucking mana uh and because this is a six mana card so you've got seven mana right and and you've got flame strike in hand you can't clear this fucking bunch of one fives out like it's just a fucking horseshit. fucking i hate i hate spreading plague right anyway so they increased its mana from five to six, which means there is actually a situation where if you, like, if you went first, then maybe you actually can pull out this flame strike. It doesn't fucking matter because you can't. You don't. You only do four damage with the fucking flame strike. But whatever, fuck. Maybe you've got a, maybe you got spell damage down. I, I don't know. Maybe the fucking stars align. You're actually able to fucking deal with this shit. It doesn't matter. Like fuck mages. I've created. I'm at this point now in Hearthstone where I don't play to win anymore, except against uh, Quest Mage. I've constructed a deck uh, specifically to kill Quest Mage, and that is all. All I am interested in doing. Uh, it's it's my um, Warlock deck that um, I think Rasty might have put me onto um, in our Discord. He like, they've got these this really creative way that you can like basically control C on this string of characters. And when you open the, the like deck creator in Hearthstone, it'll recognize that string in your clipboard and it will create that deck for you, mm-hmm. which is really fucking cool. Um, I had to make a couple of cards to make it work, but that's okay. Okay. Dusted some horse shit to make it happen. That's fine. Um, so it's it's this warlock deck that basically because um, one of the only de- Death Knight cards I got was uh, the Warlock Death Knight. Uh, it basically relies on uh, like getting that out on on curve. So on mat- like when you're at ten mana, you play this Warlock Death Knight card, and you get or all your minions come back. But the other thing is your hero power turns into honest to God, the best fucking hero power in the fucking game. It is goofy. Like shy of like the deal eight damage to a random fucking enemy. Uh, it is, it's deal three damage and heal for three damage, which is fucking goofy for two, two matter. It's, it is silly. Um, so that's like that's that's the warlock that I use, and uh, I've added in the Eater of Secrets to that deck. And all I do is uh, I, I play, you know, I play everyone else. It Doesn't really matter if I win or lose. I don't really care. Uh, all I'm interested in doing is coming up against the uh, Mage who is playing the Quest where they get two turns mm-hmm. and then I wait for them to get really smug about how they're going to win because uh, they always get super fucking smug when they get to about eight or nine mana and they're at like three health left and they've got their their ice block up and they know, oh, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. Oh, what are you going to do, chump? What are you going to do? And, uh, and then I play my Eater of Secrets and then I play fucking like something to do three three damage to them and they die. And then I just spam well done at them. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, everyone else, uh, I'm not a salty cunt about, but, yeah, quest mage, I hate it more than fucking anything at all. Oh, my God. It's such a shitty fucking car. I like it. such a fucking shittily constructed deck. I don't know how they could fucking make such a thing. <laughs> what, like... Y- Literally what happens, have I talked about this on the podcast before? Literally what happens is once you complete the quest, quests were introduced in the last expansion. I don't have any quests because I didn't, like, get into the last expansion. And uh, so I don't have any of those cards. I will never have any quests unless I construct them, I suppose. But there's no point in doing that. Um, Yeah. Literally what the quest does, right, is when you completed you get two turns right the other person just doesn't get a turn and what they do is they'll spend an entire turn playing these minions that make their spells cost less right mm. uh until like they'll they'll play two of these minions and they'll play they'll copy those minions again so that, that all of their spells are like just free basically but that will take them to fuck all damage, uh, fuck all mana. And then they'll play the quest. And then they can play, they play this card called uh, Archmage Antonitus, And anytime you cast a spell with Archmage Antonidas, uh you get a fireball out of him. And so the trick is now all your spells cost nothing, right? And... So, if you cast a spell, just one spell, you get a fireball. And then you cast that fireball, you get a fireball from the Archmage. So, you just get infinity fireballs hmm. from Archmage Antonidas. And uh, what they do is uh, they will then, like, attack everything on your board. Like, everyone, every, every single person I've ever played who is playing quest mage is always a super fuckhole about it because it only takes five fireballs that kill you out right maybe maybe six if you've got armor but generally like a fireball does six damage you've got 30 health it should only be five fucking attacks basically once they've once they've finished their stupid fucking wombo combo but no if you've got a board full of shit they always attack everything on the board as well just to like really fucking rub it in just to remind you just how fucking pointless you like how powerless you are to do anything uh, against them which is why yeah you know, i always like really let them know how fuck they are every time i eat their fucking ice block cuz i fucking hate it uh, I was going somewhere before. Uh, the other changes, yeah. So I complained on Twitter about the the changes. My main problem is that they didn't do anything to Jade Druid. Like, they didn't do anything at all to Jade Druid. I've got a Jade Druid deck that is actually pretty good. It doesn't have – I didn't actually get any of the fucking crazy cards from the new fucking – I didn't get Spreading Plague and I didn't get the um, Ultimate Infestation, which is another – New card, which is grossly overpowered. And uh, yeah, I didn't get either of these things uh, out of, out of the decks that I've managed to like the thing. I got 25 card packs because I saved up a shitload of coins huh. before the new expansion dropped. Uh, I didn't get either of those. So my Jade druid is literally the J druid uh, minus a legendary that I couldn't afford to build um but yeah the Druid that I saw are the guys at the Shanghai Hct playing um yeah it's it's a good ish deck it's not a great deck I mean it'd be way better if it had the legendary but as always, I'm playing the free to play version of the game so uh yeah I don't have you know all the tools required to win um yeah, I hate. J Druid or what it's become. It's now ridiculous. It is it is goofy how many tools they have to dismantle like you just oh man, it is it's silly. It's they did nothing to it as well. So J. Druid relies on basically you've got this card that you play and you can either play a J Druid. Uh, a jade idol, or you, pl- or you put three of that single that card into your deck, right? So the trick is, right? Every single time you play a jade idol, the next jade idol costs the same, but is one more powerful. So the first one's one one, the next one's two two, the next one's three three, so on, all the way up to fucking like forty forty and shit, right? Um, the the thing about like jade idol is that unless you specifically play to counter it you get like pretty fucked like you you're in a lot of trouble because the the thing of it's it's a druid card right uh it's a druid uh like deck so they've already got the ability to get more mana than you faster but they've also got all these other tools they've got spreading play they've got ultimate infestation they've got this ability to continue they they never run out of cards, so it's not like you can hope to fucking, like, bleed them dry of cards uh, eventually, right? So, yeah, you like, the tools uh, just aren't aren't really there to deal with it unless you specifically play to counter it. And in a lot of ways, they've sort of fucked countering it by, like, they've upped the, like, Fiery War Axe going from two mana to three mana is actually a bit of a kick in the teeth. Like, some people... Responded to me on Twitter. I think Racy responded on Twitter saying, you know, it was it was about fucking time that they nerfed Fire War Axe. But like the reality was, like that was one of the only ways. Like the fucking super agro pirate uh, warrior was one of the only ways to really beat a J Druid consistently. So if anything, they just made J Druid more powerful, and it's always already like one of the. Most powerful decks in the game. Anyway,
0: that's what? Hearthstone. <laughs>
1: that's Hearthstone. All I ever do is complain about it. But and you still keep playing, playing it because I've got nothing else to play.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Classic. Yeah. yeah. So that that patch isn't actually out yet, or, or it's no, it's, it's not something out. I've talked about. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, have you been playing any more Mario and Rabbids, Then, you, like you're talking about games, you don't have anything to play with, and what not that.
1: I have been, yes. Um, I've been playing Hearthstone because I let my Switch uh, drain its battery, and mm. I forgot, I've been like every time I, am like, oh, I'll just play Mario and rabbits. Um, I forget that I haven't actually charged it. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I was playing. I was playing, it. I was playing it on the weekend and stuff. Played it in
0: co-op for the first time. Um. Right. K- okay. Yeah, that's. So how does that work? Are you controlling one person or is it like two teams? It's two teams of two. Okay.
1: And it's single screen. I thought it would be like Wi-Fi or some shit, but no, it's, um.
0: So you kind of put it down like in the ads that they've got, and people stand around it, and there's like a, like loud music playing. Is that what's going on?
1: Uh, yeah, um, we just well, we just plugged uh, a pro controller into my switch and chucked it in. I was playing it with uh, one of my wife's brother. He's got a switch, so we just chucked it in his dock. My game in his dock, uh, and he plugged a controller in and where we just play it like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the co-op. I don't think it adds that much. It's a bit of a waste. And without it being Wi-Fi, I just don't see the point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's curious. They didn't put like a multi, like a competitive multiplayer thing in there at least. Um,
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if competitive multiplayer would work. Oh, man, I had this fucking situation on the plane flying up to Brisbane. Hmm. It was super early in the morning. And uh, I was trying to do one of the challenges. And it was one of the tougher ones. It was like medium difficulty, which is pretty fucking rough.
0: Sometimes hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like surprisingly difficult. Um,. Yeah, I was, I was doing one of these challenges and I thought I'd stumbled on some shit because uh, I was... So I, I did it, like, I did this challenge twice and I fucked it up. I'd, like... I just screwed up. I didn't get the kills I needed and uh, I think I had to kill, like, eight enemies in three turns or some shit. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I didn't get the kills I needed instantly. And, and yeah, it just I realized, like, after twice, after two full attempts going all the way through to three, I I realized that basically if I didn't get uh, my first hit, I probably wasn't going to be able to do it. Like, wasn't going to be able to complete it. So if my first shot wasn't a hit, I yeah, I'd probably lose. So I started again. Uh, put myself in a situation where it was a 50-50 shot, mm-hmm. and he missed. And then my cool, restart, and he missed. I swear to God, I swear to God, he missed 11 times in a row, this <laughs> 50-50 shot. And, like, by attempt eight, I'm like, I think these I, – I, These percentages, chances, are fucking horseshit. This, like, this is the fucking, it's the illusion of fucking chance. (laughs) This is a, this is fucking bullshit. I've, I've stumbled onto some shit here. This fucking horseshit. This game is cheating you. Holy fuck! I've got to, I've got to keep testing this. And then on attempt twelve, he hit, and then he hit the next three times in a row. I'm like, fuck's sake, (laughs) for fuck's sake. Uh, That's
0: pretty good though. It was like,
1: spectacular. I, like, if anything, it just made me madder uh, how I'd fucked it up the the previous 11 attempts.
0: Yeah. But, but, uh, but that's, like, something... That's interesting, right? Because uh, XCOM ran into that issue where people were doing something similar, and I think in XCOM 2, they implemented the... Uh, like, a seating system where you couldn't do that anymore. Like, you couldn't save SCOM and, and like, restart... If you missed a shot, because it was already it, like those percentage was already set or something like that. Um, Do you recall this, or am I making stuff up? I think
1: that's in one of the modes. Yeah, uh, but I think it's pretty critical to this game that you're able to restart on this sort of shit. I mean, it's not like I'm. Sa- it's not like I'm quick saving at a fucking point. Yeah. 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 Like this is literally the first shot in the game. Like my first move, it was pretty, like pretty annoying to Cause I had to do the, I had to, cause I needed everything to go correctly. And I knew the strat that I needed to have happen for me to succeed. Um, I needed to go through all the same motions each time I had to have fucking Mario do his, uh, like power shot boost, and I had to have Luigi do his fucking like uh movement speed boost. I had to have that shit happening before I had I think it was uh get your grab get a Luigi, move and then take his shot and then miss and then I'd restart and then I'd do all these things again and then move and then miss repeat nine more fucking times uh, yeah aggravating.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: But uh, no, it does not cheat you. Or <laughs> it, it is cheating, like conspiracy joke theory time. Uh, it is cheating you and it realized I was attempting to work out if it was cheating and it deliberately decided to throw me off the trail.
0: Yeah, Sounds to me like you should have went to the casino.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't have seen how I was on a mad unlucky streak. <laughs> but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I also played a lot because I was in a on a plane as well, so I needed to pass some time. Yep. I got up to the third world now. Um, sure, managed nice. To get, managed to get past the second area. I'm now in the... It's like a uh, haunted house, haunted Hang castle. out with the booze. Yeah. The fucking booze. Um, but that second area kind of changed things up, right? It was it was like a desert and then switched to like the snow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I quite enjoyed the boss. I thought that was extremely I've challenging. I haven't made it to the boss yet. Yeah, oh, you are really. Yeah, that... no, because I keep doing the challenges. Oh, okay. I've, yeah, I haven't gone back on that. But the, yeah, the boss is challenging. Um, it's it's different to the first boss that you encounter. So that's cool. I like that they're like changing changing up the, you know, all those encounters. It's good. Yep. I don't know, Ooh. man. I really dig it. I, I think there's a lot in there. As I said, um, uh, I commented on Stephen Farrelly's post. his uh, review today. Um, my only complaints with it so far is that I think the some of the puzzles can be a bit finicky when you're doing the time-based ones with the fixed camera. Um, uh, especially when you're moving the blocks because there's so yeah. many times where I've tried to move a block in a certain direction and it's just fucking gone the complete wrong way. And at that point, I'm like, well, this is fucked because you can't really waste any time on some of those puzzles. You've got to be really quick about it. Yep. And um, I think the controls, while they work quite well in the actual like combat, combat area of the game, in the movement puzzle part, it's not great. So... Yep. Yeah. I think that's a bit, uh, a bit shoddy. Um, and the... Uh, the lack of map, the, like quick quick accessible map. The, there's really not a good way to get into that. You've kind of got to go back to the main hub world and, yeah. and jump into the washing machine and then go to the arrow because that was kind of the thing with the challenges that I, I kind of stopped doing them because they um, uh, from that map, you can see that like the ones you've completed and ones you haven't and the difficulty and that sort of thing. But otherwise, you're just running around out in the world. Looked like yeah. going through it again I've it been literally doing it
1: by going through it again because I didn't know about the yeah. washing machine so
0: the good bit about that is you do run into areas that you haven't been to before because you've got the extra abilities but otherwise 100% uh, I found
1: yeah. a fucking secret, secret world oh really? yep So
0: is that a thing? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if I've found one
1: um, I don't know, did it say it was a secret world?
0: I can't remember. I don't think I have. No, probably not because I've I've only done like three challenges, uh, three or four challenges. So no, I haven't. Uh, what What does that kind of involve? Or is that too spoilery? Uh, no, it's it's just a
1: extension basically of the same. Like it, it seems to keep on the same theme. Yeah. As the uh, like as the world.
0: And there's more the missions
1: u- area that yeah, and it's just a couple of extra battles. Um, and s- I think it had some good rewards if I recall correctly. Um, like worthwhile rewards. So, yeah, definitely worth finding. All right, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it.
0: Yeah, I, know, I, I think it's fun. It's good, good game. Really good game. I dig it. Uh, all right. Otherwise, what's what's Ticket to Earth? Is that like a Ticket to Ride sequel or some shit?
1: It is not. No, <laughs> uh, Ticket to Earth is a game, uh, by. Fuck a duck now. I can't remember. Um, it's by an Aussie studio, uh, and look it up while you're robot circus. I think it is. Um, and it's sort of like a puzzle RPG type dealio. Um, I picked it up cause I made some more mad ducats selling PUBG crates.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: And, uh, I'm like, oh, I'll have a punt. I'll have a look at this. It was like 12 bucks. Um, and yeah, like I, I don't know. It's out on iOS and on Steam, but not on Android. Which I like. Aussie studios and not making fucking games on Android is like some sort of fucking I don't know what the fuck that is, but it drives me fucking bananas. Because like a lot of the bigger studios overseas now are making Android first and iOS later, but no. Nah. Nah, Aussie studios are all still fucking locked in on iOS. Um, anyway, if this was on Android, I would stop playing Hearthstone uh, <laughs> and I'd play this instead. Um, it's technically episodic. Anyway, it like it basically follows um, these people and they're on uh, Mars and they're the colonists on Mars and they're like trying to get their ticket to earth basically as far as i can tell um and it's a, like a turn-based combat game where you what you need to do is is you move around the area by like linking together these tiles on this grid so you've got this grid and uh you've got like four types of tiles like uh purple blue red and yellow tile and you like you drag your character over all the same color tiles to move so you need to like create a path and you can like you can go die on the diagonal and like you can make some really tenuous looking links and shit but all that matters is you, you met ma- like you make your way across an entire fucking map mm-hmm. uh, and Each of your turns takes place in two phases. So, uh, you can move in one, like, one phase and attack in another, or you could attack in both phases. But the trick is, uh, you power up your attacks by linking more squares together. So, if you link, like, I think it's six squares together, then you will, uh, like hit like an overdrive type dealio and you will double the amount of power that you get out of these, these, uh, these squares. So if you link four together, you'll get four power. But if you get seven, then you'll get four power, five power, six, seven power, eight, nine power. Like that. So it's sort of Instead of like, so you get two power for each each square over six, and so if you can get like a lot of squares, you can get a lot of power. You can do a lot of damage. So you're incentivized to sort of move before you attack necessarily, because that way you can sort of make sure that you you do enough damage. To actually kill things because if you're at zero power or one power then you don't really do all that much damage the other trick is yeah. each of these different colors gives you a different ability mm. so if you've got if you go over the purple squares uh you're able to do like a long range attack uh, if you go over the red yeah. squares you can turn nearby squares into oh no i think red is fire yeah you do like a fire attack if you go over the blue squares, you can turn nearby squares into yellow. And uh, if you go over a bunch of yellow squares, then you can do, like, this super attack uh, that really hurts robots. And, uh, you like, so from that, uh, using that system as well, you, you sort of work out, like, your path changes depending on what sorts of... Uh, attacks you need a lot of and what sorts of abilities you have access to. Yeah. And so it becomes about strategy as much as it is about the the tile matching system, right? Like there are situations where you're far better off matching fewer tiles of a certain color than, of, than to just go for as many tiles as you can, even though, you know, Coring for shitloads of tiles can be alluring, especially in a tile-matching type game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes there are situations where you're just way better off focusing uh, on, yeah, just a couple of different colors. Hang on. I got a sneeze. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so it's... it's uh, I don't know. It's a really interesting little game from yeah. that perspective. Like, you just – you get really – I get really sucked into the the system, like the the matching to the tile matching system itself. Uh, and I just – I don't know. I lost like an hour this morning mm-hmm. playing it, and I barely even noticed the the timing going past. Um, in between each battle, you've got this, this story that's playing out about this uh, – your uh, attempt to get you a ticket to Earth. And uh, it's pretty... I don't know. I'm not crazy about the storytelling technique because it's, um, it's like text on not moving pictures. Yeah. So sort of... Uh, yeah, I like guess like... stuff. Well, not like... Yeah, but still cartoon, like comic, I guess. But yeah. like those... Japanese dating sims as a walk, whatever the <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really like that as a storytelling technique, but the story is telling uh, of this, uh, you know, this rebellion on Mars and this, uh, this de- like, this goal to get to Earth and this, like, this impossible goal to get to Earth because you know, the the ticket to Earth itself costs so very much money and uh, these these characters who are just trying to survive through it, like through this rebellion and all this kind of shit. It's 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 a decent story, yeah. Like I I just find myself having to get past the I don't know, the other thing is I don't think the text is fast enough. I yep. read pretty quickly and I can't like skip the text to just blast through it which annoys the fuck out of me you can't
0: speed it up um maybe you can I just haven't
1: looked at it properly
0: I don't know it it sounds it sounds like it's using the same sort of game mechanics as puzzle quest no no it's It's because in that you're combining like colors or gems and the more that you combine the you can use different abilities or it does more damage, that sort of stuff. It sounds similar to that. Sort of. Except, like, the
1: difference is that you exist on the playing field. Like, your character and your enemies exist on the grid itself. Yeah. And so, like, there's a little bit of difference. Like, I guess in Puzzle Quest, you are above the grid, right? Yeah. And so, your your attacks and, and their attacks exist outside of that but what like the difference here is that like your ability to attack uh is based on your proximity to your enemy which like can really influence how you move and stuff like there are situations where it's just not feasible for you to actually attack at all in a turn just because you are like too far away. Whereas in puzzle quest, you know, you've sort of always got an opportunity to attack if you can make the, the gem combo work. Right. So like, I guess that's the difference. And the other thing is like, there are situations where like your enemies can, if you get surrounded and shit, you don't have any option to like, they actually like their bodies will replace a tile like you can't link a tile because an enemy is in that tile you know like that it's a it's another part of the strategy you you have to think about not only where you can move but you can also because you can see the tiles themselves you can and where your enemies are you can see what tiles they can link together to get to put together an attack on you if that makes sense like if you've if you've got like um like if you move to the bottom of the screen and there is a, a solid row of, of purple tiles around you then they and like and they don't have any purple near near you then you are essentially safe from attack from them because they can't move into a, a grid square away from you yeah so positioning like is as important as to the strategy of it mm. as the actual tile matching itself I guess like it, it like yeah it is similar to puzzle quest in in that like tile matching and abilities and all that stuff but yeah just the existence of the player character and the enemies on the grid itself uh, considerably changes the, sh- the strategy but it does scratch a similar sort of itch as uh, as Puzzle Quest, I guess.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Cool. How much is yeah. that on the store? Is 12 bucks, like- I think.
1: Okay. I don't know how much it is on iOS. Six
0: but- PUBG crates. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: Nice.
1: I'm just going to get a
0: sewer. Okay. I'm not quite sure what you said, but <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Should we talk about PUBG then? Let's do that while you've gone for a wander. Um, I haven't really played too much of any PUBG over the last week because I've been busy, but otherwise uh, a new season started last couple of days, which is uh, a lot of fun because it means all the stats have been reset. Everybody knows I'm a giant stat whore. Um, so, over the last, like, what, three, I think three days, I got back from a trip on uh, Sunday. So, I played a little bit, not too much, so. Um Been playing some squad, been playing some duos and, like, one solo game, I think. So, yeah, it's been going going all right. How, have you played many? Oh,
1: all? man, perfect timing. Yeah. Um, I cut myself. I said I was going to get some soothers. Oh, and I cut myself on the soother packet. How I think I'm like know? I think my imu- my immune system is compromised irreversibly. Yeah. I'm now Mr. Glass.
0: Fair enough. I've fallen um, to bits. So yeah, new PUBG season. Um I haven't played much the last couple of days or well, week, but like I hope sort you, of you don't Sunday. Have to repeat. Yeah. How how have, how have your games been going? All right? Mate.
1: Yeah. About fifty-two percent fucking win rate. Yeah. Don't even fucking start. Okay, I said it on oh, on Twitter, but I'm going to interview myself for Red Bull next. Australia's best fucking PUBG player. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: goddamn,
0: win fucking non-stop, baby. Yeah. Um, I no. also have been on a stupid streak. I don't mm. know what is going on because I'm pretty sure they don't have like they've got matchmaking in there, but not. There's no, like, MMR matchmaking, as far as I know. Um, But I've been on a fucking absolute tear the last, like, three, four days. Mm. Like, stupid, stupid stuff. Yeah. It's been good, eh? It's (laughs) It's been good. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, oh, fresh new season. Let's do this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's what it is, you know? No, I think what's happening is, like, more and more people are getting into this game. Yeah. And more and more of them have no fucking idea what they're doing. Uh, I was about to tell a story, but I can't tell it for two weeks. So don't worry about that. All
0: right. That's an embargo.
1: That's an embargo. (laughs) Uh, No, I, uh, I don't know. I've been having, I think we're also reaching a point where the people we're playing with are also like getting into their stride. Yeah. I think it's very easy for us, like you, me and Nate, to very quickly reach like a fucking stride with a game because we play a lot of games and it's very helpful to just fucking, to really get into the swing of shit real quick, you know? Hmm. I think it takes some other people's like a bit of time and... Yeah, I think they're really hitting their stride and they're getting really good. And like, it's 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 less about like the mechanical elements of the game. I think we play with a lot of people who are like just generally good at games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's less about the mechanical elements and more about that sort of you know thinking in that sort of strategic sense, like thinking about it's 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 not enough to be thinking about oh i'm going to shoot this guy but thinking about like whether or not you should shoot this guy whether it's going to be helpful communication like where people are likely to come from all these kinds of things you know this cascading you know like the fucking i don't want to go on about this cascading list of priorities again and again cuz it feels like i talk about that concept a lot but that is like that is essentially what I love about battlegrounds. And it's what I always loved about Daisy and all that kind of shit. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that cascading list of priorities. You've got to fucking constantly think about what's my highest priority at this point, a gun. What's my highest priority now, a backpack. And, you know, you go through your checklist, your mental checklist and you tick shit off. Right. And once once you're in the final couple of circles, your, your priority list is like, what's my highest priority, Uh, watching sectors that people are likely to come from, which if you're on the edge of the circle, right, uh, edge of the white circle, it's the area outside of the circle. It's not like, you know, I think there's this sort of guttery action to keep an eye on what's going on inside of the circle, But you don't really need to do that too much until you're down to the last, like, two or three circles. Mm -hmm. That shit doesn't matter unless they, like, keep an eye on it so that you're not going to get fucking murdered. But generally, it's more important to be looking at, like, where players might be coming at you from. Yeah. And they're not going to be coming at you from the fucking center of the circle because they've already got the position they need. They're not going to shift to you. And so... Yeah, from that like sort of, I think yeah, a lot of people we're playing with are sort of hitting their stride and thinking about it that way. I, but like, there are the only reason I think we get away with, we've gotten away with like uh, I don't know a head start on it for a long time is you know because we play a lot of games that feature that sort of thinking as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I know we play with uh, some guys who don't always play a lot of fucking shooters or what or don't like don't play shooters in that way. You know, if people play rainbow six, but they don't necessarily think about rainbow six in that sense. They're not thinking about it. They're just like, you know, people frag people, people play rainbow to frag. They don't necessarily play it to, you know, think about it. Like they're fucking Tom Clancy's rainbow boys or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, Yeah. I think that's yeah. Because we've always been playing, in that sense, the switch to PUBG is a bit more natural, hmm. especially for me. Like the switch from DayZ to PUBG makes fucking one thousand percent sense.
0: Yep,
1: it's yeah, is literally DayZ and fast forward. There's not nothing to it. Um, yeah, my finger's still bleeding.
0: That is quite a cut. It's ridiculous. Like, did you cut it on the corner or like on the paper or something? On the corner. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, maybe you can sue them. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've, so I've played three duo games and we've won two of them. one with Heath and one with Baz. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath and I ended up at like the top right hand corner of the map, sort of to like the east of Stalba. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah. And there was a like a compound and a house like a two-story house next to each other that we managed to get to and uh, and hold it up like literally just fucking hold this this roof and just shooting people like everybody all around us um we just ended up like doing a really good job on that one. And yeah, we, we managed to fucking <laughs> win that one by, uh, the corner of the roof was just in a little bit. Okay. And so I baited the last guy that was left. I killed the uh, second last guy that was left, um, who was over like near a hill, a crest who had to come towards us. And we could hear the second guy, um, who was- I, I'd i killed one of his mates earlier on that he- from my car, but we knew he was in the building next to us. So, uh, as he was kind of working his way back towards us because the circle was kind of contracting, we could hear him. So, I was like, fuck it, I'll just bait him um, and I'll jump down and then that way he has to come and shoot me and then he can just fucking shoot him while he's going at me. So, I just- I basically jump off the roof Land in the middle of the circle. He pops out, uh, kills me, and then forgets about the circle and starts running the wrong way. <laughs> and he ends up dying outside the zone. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, well, that kind of worked. Oh, boy. Yeah. But I'm on a fucking 16 kill death ratio on Duos at the moment because we've got th- two wins and out of three games. So wow. it's, it's stupid. Um, but even my fucking, my solo... KDR is a seven at the moment, and my squad rating is like a four or a three something. I haven't checked it today, but, uh, yeah, I've just been going fucking stupid on some of these games. Just ridiculous um, killing streaks. I don't know what is going on. Just playing. I'm just playing really well at the moment. There's a couple games where I've died at, like, getting shot out of a fucking car, I think. Three games i have been shut out of a car, which is super annoying. And it's usually the- I'm the only one that's getting shut out of these fucking cars. So, I don't know why I've got a target <laughs> on my head. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I've had a, a- Like, we played that one game. I think you might have been in it where I got, like, seven or eight kills with- There was, like, no one in my fucking team left. When was that? Uh, we were in- We were in- Where'd we end? Novo? Oh Novo.
1: What? No, I was in- I don't I don't think I've ended a game in Novo.
0: Wait. Uh am I thinking of the right maps? Wait, wh- where's Novo?
1: Novo Repnoi, <laughs> bottom southeast of the you know, east of the millbase, millbase island and shit.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, no. Uh fuck I haven't played for so long i forgot the fucking map. What's <laughs> the one near um north of Pachinki, but near the school? Um uh Roshawk. Roshawk? Fuck, I'm quite tired as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we were in Roswell. I think he died really early on. Oh and yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, okay. like you were getting chased or something like that. Um, yeah, by I some was. guys in a car. Yeah. Um,
1: basically, we started. I ran over this dude. Made it to a bike just before, like just as I was getting on the bike, and he got into the driver's seat. I think I. I think I actually got on the bike first, but I jumped in the fucking back seat like a moron. Yeah. And he drove over to his friend who already had a gun. And so I got killed. Ah. Um, who else was in that one with us? I think it was Heath. Heath. Heath lived.
0: And maybe Drew or Baz.
1: Might have been Baz. I think Baz. Baz came to help me out. Yeah. Uh, Baz put some effort in and you guys stayed alive.
0: Well, uh, you weren't anywhere near us, so. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, that one, like, uh, I think Heath and I held one of the houses at the top. Heath ended up getting killed. Yeah. And then, like, two fucking squads rocked up, or really? at least, like, one in a bit. Uh, and I managed to murder one, like, one squad. And then, as soon as I finished that, a second squad rocked up and I killed three of them. Um, the best part about it was I was on the top floor and killed one of the guys, uh, knocked him out downstairs, I jumped off the balcony, finished him off. Sorry, I, ju- I jumped up from the, the top of the house off off the balcony down the bottom uh, and then shot him through the door and then ran back up the stairs while his other friends were like, what the fuck? Not having a clue what was going on. And then I did the exact same thing after one of the guys tried to rush me um going up the stairs i so i downed him he started moving back down the stairs and then i jumped back off the balcony again and down the guy that was trying to revive him and i was just like oh my god you guys so fucking good. got played twice for the same thing
1: <laughs> it was spectacular it was yeah. amazing you, you you two wiped out that entire team that killed me as well yeah you guys went huge in that game it was pretty good yeah yeah there's um Heath only plays that good when he's in a group with you.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna tell him what to do. Yeah. I don't know, man. We we were playing the, one of the games where I got knocked out of this fucking car. Oh my god! I'm like, I think it was me, Drew. I can't remember if it was Heckles. Might have been Heckles or um, and Heath. Yeah. Or it could have been Cleb. I'm not. I can't really remember. Um. So I I think maybe Drew might have been driving. I get shot out of this fucking car. By these uh, uh, guys north of Melter, like like the garage, and yep. um, I'm pretty much fucking done at that stage, so I can't do much. They they stop the car and they're like, "Let's get some revenge." And um, one dude's pushing to, I guess, loot my body, but he doesn't know that the other guys have stopped. And uh, a- and Drew's like fucking opening up on this guy, and I'm telling like Heath and he- Heckles or Kleb, whoever it was, like, "There's a guy to your right, like." 10 meters from you. And they're, they're busy like shooting the guys at the garage, just like laying into them and shooting the, the car that's driving around. And I'm like telling, like yelling at these guys. There's like a fucking dude right next to you. What are you doing? Um, (laughs) and anyway, our whole fucking squad got wiped from that one guy. (laughs) Because they wouldn't listen to me. Uh, (laughs) Just like, man, I would have just destroyed all of them. If I was alive. It's disappointing when that happens. Um, but yeah it's it's good I like it it's fun yeah it's, totally. it's a good game this one
1: well well into it <laughs> um I had a um I had a cracking couple of rounds with just me and uh Heath and Nate yeah where we played it like fucking ballers like we were we were getting mildly circle fucked and we we're still managing to like play it play it to win it like really fucking really well, like just holding fire on otherwise guaranteed fucking kills uh, in situations where like we desperately needed to get the fucking, like we, we just need, we needed people to go down so that we can actually get into the fucking safe area, like still getting the kills we needed. Um, like holding holding all the way out. Where this one you know those houses um, north of Roshock?
0: Uh where the garage is.
1: Yeah, yeah, the garage. Um on the hill. Yep. And you can sort of see into Roshock from uh like across the river. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh fucking we we were like we had to go from fishing village Mm -hmm. all the way up there uh and we we didn't like we only got a car like we just had this we had like three games in a row where we had fuck all loot and i think we won two of them like one of these games i won with a level one vest and a level one helmet Mm -hmm. and uh, an ump and a frying pan i think And, like, nothing else. Like, fuck tons of meds. But, like, no AR and, like, nothing better than a level one fucking vest. Like, just stupid shit. But we were just, like, making our way into, like, getting into the zone, getting into good positions. And then just picking our fucking fights so fucking well. So, yeah, there was this one at the hill, uh, at the garage north of fucking Roz. And we got blessed blessed by the circle once and it was barely like it wasn't even it wasn't even good it wasn't even a good circle for us uh it was just not completely fucked for once um but yeah basically we're lying there just outside of the circle uh on the lip of this tiny tiny little hill like uh half a meter high hill and uh Technically, the circle ends over the lip, but we wait it out. We wait the fucking circle all the way out until it's all the way closed, and these people had to run in from the garages, so this is just just like west of those garage that garage at the top of the hill. Mm. The people in the garage had to fucking sprint out and make their way into the fucking into the circle itself and they like they just had no options; they were just completely fucked but they'd like they went out one at a time they didn't like all go out at once so we couldn't kill them all one came out and then the second came out like when the first came out like we we just like proper fucking discipline we didn't fucking murder him and we could have we could have gone into him but then we would have been fucked because we were nowhere near any cover the only cover we had technically wasn't in the circle so we waited him out he ran into the fucking circle he couldn't see us because because of this tiny fucking lip of a hill um but yeah he runs he runs into the only cover and then the second dude comes over and then the, the third guy is literally like just the fucking circles on his heels um but yeah he gets like just into the circle and uh and goes to the cover and just as he gets there we fucking we did all three of them it was fucking beautiful uh (laughs) copped a little shit because we had to like wait for him to actually get into the like we had to wait outside of the circle for like i don't know two seconds two seconds but it was the third last circle so the amount of tick damage was fucking goofy um but, yeah, we moved into the cir- circle and just ended all three. And it was so fucking good. That wasn't like that wasn't even the end. There were still two other groups alive at that point, but they fought each other. They killed each other for us, and we got the chicken dinner. That was fucking amazing. I loved it. Loved it to bits. Um, it worked out really well. The other one is the f- I got to use the fucking Mark 14 in the wild for the first time ever. Yeah. It was awesome. I wish to God I recorded how we acquired this fucking Mark 14 because it was fucking ridiculous. We landed in Severny and again had nothing like properly nothing. Um, one other person landed in Severny and they took the only car, (laughs) the only vehicle in Severny. They left with it and they shot the wheels out of every vehicle along the road out. Um, So, you know, uh, the barn. Yep. No, no, the, the barn, my favorite barn.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. In the middle of the map.
1: In the middle of the map. Yep. The, uh, the circle ended there. The game ended there. Okay. So anyway, we had to move away from Severny. Hang on. I'm going to sneeze again. (laughs) Or not. Or. Oh, fake sneeze. No, it was a real sneeze. Um. Sorry. So uh yeah, we had to basically fucking run there because they'd taken out all the wheels on this on every single car the entire way down. We had to run uh all the way down and we get to uh there's you know that compound uh northwest of uh Yasnaya Polyana. Do you know the one? It's sort of just south of Stauba Or well, southwest of Staba
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so we get to just outside of there
0: yeah
1: and like there is just a fucking like massive firefight going on somewhere just over the hill from us like it just it just starts to fucking lighten up out mm-hmm. of nothing and so uh, i had a i think i had a scar with 30 bullets mm-hmm. and a level one helmet And no vest coming out of Severny. Like, we just, we had been fucked, like, for Luke going through Severny. Uh, And we get over the hill, and there's this car tearing away from uh, the edge of the lake. And there's these four guys entering into this car, there's blood popping out of this fucking car as it drives away. And it's also, like, the smoke pouring out of it. And it's slowly getting worse for this car. Like, this car is getting fucked up. But these guys are literally just standing in, like, a fucking line. In a fucking... In a firing squad. Emptying at this car. At this vehicle. And, uh... So we fucking did them. (laughs) We murdered them and they had no fucking clue what the fuck hit them. They, like, two of them dropped inside of fucking moments, like, just dead. And then uh, the other, one of them nearly made it to a house, but Heath managed to kill him, like, steps away from the fucking door. Uh, And the others, uh, the, the other guy, like, still, I don't think any of them ever turned to shoot at us. For even a second. They had no fucking idea. So anyway, one of them had a fucking Mark 14. They had a vehicle that didn't have its wheels busted out because they these are the fuckers that stole the car from Severny and clearly all the loot. Uh, so I managed to get like a fucked up mil, like military level three vest off them and got the Mark 14 off them. Uh, we drive out and drive to my favorite barn in the middle of the map and uh it's a it's a half it's a one and a half barn mm. uh, for people listening at home it's it's got uh, just over a hill yeah it's got roof access um it's directly south of asna Pollyna yeah, it's now yeah. Uh, I love it I love it I love it so much but uh yeah we uh, <laughs> we get there like we I just drive it straight in and like Nate and Heath are protesting this plan the entire time. I'm like, look, we should do it because we don't really have any other fucking choices. And uh, yeah, we'll just like, we'll see how we go. We get there. The circle ends like, I don't know, like, well, the next circle is about 100 meters from that barn, like to the south. And I'm like, because, you know, south of that barn, right? There's that big, it's like this fucking bowl. It's like this fucking natural amphitheater, amphitheater of fucking death, right? Like, it's it just goes down to a natural plateau. Yeah, it's just uh, no cover. Yeah, at the bottom of a fucking, a bunch of hills with no fucking cover. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, guys. I apologize, but we're now fucked. So we leave the barn, the one and a half barn, and there's like 12 people still alive. And then suddenly, like, I get two kills, Nate gets one kill, Heath gets one kill, and we've won. And it, like, it's game <laughs> over. And I had to rewatch the fucking, I had to rewatch this shit like the highlight the the clip of the win i had to rewatch it like fucking seven times to work out what the fuck happened cuz i keep i kept getting like tunnel visioned on my six shots with the fucking mark 14 uh like just fucking people up as they're like at full full fucking sprint trying to get into the fucking zone um yeah like people are just dying in the circle all over the show yeah nobody else killed anyone except for us but, like, we're the only ones who killed people in that last 10 or so people, but so many people just never made it into the zone that it didn't fucking matter.
0: Yeah.
1: It was spectacular.
0: And that's the thing, right? When you've got a good position like that and you feel like you are you can do some damage, that's when I'm like, let's just fucking open up. Yeah. Stop people from getting in.
1: Yeah. That's basically it. That uh, was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, good times. All right, what else have we got?
0: Uh Destiny Two, the I guess it, well it came out today, um, a couple hours ago. But you've been playing the beta, the or the PC beta at least. I played the PC beta. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing
1: on PS4, and I didn't make it any further than I did in the PC beta. Did I? did I not already talk about the PC beta or Destiny? Do
0: we? I don't
1: think did, so. Do we? Where I must was be- it? It must have been so nothing to me. I
0: think it was because it was last week, right? Oh, it might have been last week. Yeah, because right. I wasn't here. Because um, yeah, when I okay. got back, I tried to check and I was like, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the the PC beta, how does that, like, compare to the PlayStation 4? Because obviously the PlayStation 4 is locked, to, or all the consoles are locked to 30 frames. Um, I
1: mean, first first things first, it's gorgeous on PC. Yeah, it, it, It's properly good looking, like, really nice. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a bit of like I don't know they they're so rigidly stuck to this console men- mentality, and they've done nothing to sort of rebalance the game that it is literally just it's just a console game on PC. It's
0: so it's just super easy.
1: It is fucking hilariously easy. Yeah. Um, so we're playing with Miracle. Actually, that's one thing that I noticed. Um in in PVE. Uh so Miracle uh jumped on our Discord and noticed me and they were playing. Yep. Um He's in America. Yep. No noticeable lag. Actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um really, really like responsive. It seemed like like everything he did, uh like it seemed like there was more lag in Discord, if anything. Hmm. Like Discord was laggy than fucking Destiny, which is pretty fucking impressive um not the case in pvp at all um but that's like that's a case where the game can't like really compensate without someone coming off worse you know uh in pve some like the game can compensate for lag and yeah you won't really notice it because everyone will be sort of evened out but in PvP, yeah, someone's going to come off worse. Um, but yeah, so playing with Miracle, everything was cool. It was actually uh, fun with friends. But that's destiny, right? Like,
0: yeah,
1: it's always been about the social experience more than the actual game itself. Because the game itself has been just this dog shit waste of time. Like, I don't really get the appeal. Like, obviously, I got the appeal. Uh, I, got, like, <laughs> you I really, hours. I fucking love that game. When I when I loved it, I really loved it. But then Yeah. Had a lot of issues. It did. And oh. like once the glass shattered for me, there was no real real going back. And I don't think I can. Like I don't think there is a way back for me anymore. Like I don't I don't know. I've got it and I'm playing it on PS4, but it's mostly academic. It's mostly to see if I could find that magic again or see if, you know, see what people, you know, to keep up with what people are talking about in PVP on PC, it is a fucking mess. Um, It's peer to peer and it doesn't seem to give a fuck who it matches you with. I, cause like, cause it's peer to peer, uh, there's no way for it to hide who the fuck you're connecting to. Uh, I could see. Like, I could see the IP addresses. I could see all the details of everyone I was fucking connecting to. And multiple games in a row, I was being matched into games with Americans. And I'm not talking, like, one or two Americans. I'm talking I was being matched into games for Americans. I was this lone outlier guy in games with Americans. And, yes, there might have been retarded Americans because everyone on my team never seemed to work out what the fuck they were supposed to be doing, but... Um, yeah, like, nonetheless, I, like, I can't, I couldn't make anything work. I couldn't get any fucking kills together because, yeah, the lag was fucking abysmal for me. It just wasn't happening. Yep. Um, there's, there's also a problem. I don't, I'm not 1000% like sure if this is actually the case, but, Like, it seemed to me like hit markers were showing up and no damage was occurring in PvP. This is in PvP, like, not even PvP where I was playing. Like, in PvP where I could see the people were from Australia, Mm -hmm. the hit markers were showing up, and I couldn't work out if they were, like... Yeah. Actually taking damage or not. I don't know, man. That's not good. What's the fucking point of hit markers if they're not actually getting hit
0: yeah Uh, well i guess so it's saying on your screen you're hitting but on the server side it's saying no yeah but it doesn't matter because (laughs) you're getting that feedback of saying yes
1: yeah so what's the point of giving me the feedback yeah exactly um and not to mention like in australia in games with australians i don't see how i'm not the host i still don't understand how games decide who the fuck the host is but like I guarantee you there is no one with a better connection than me. This, that's not, that's not hubris or anything, right? Like, that's just... Like, I am closest to their fucking... I'm, I guarantee you I'm closer than everyone to their fucking CDN, and I still don't get host advantage. I don't understand.
0: Yeah. You get stupid ping on games sometimes. I They're do. Like
1: it's stupid. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, impossible pings. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't know. Anyway, um, it drives me me nuts. Anyway, um, yeah, so the PvP is is shit on PC. It looks, yeah, it looks gorgeous. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. Uh, I don't really want to play the same strikes over and over and over again to get, like, a slightly better fucking dealio or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I've played uh, about, what, 30 minutes of it so far. Um, yep. I, I guess it kind of th- throws you into some sort of story, uh, which is, I guess, good because it's got, did story. it, did
1: it give you the, um, the rundown on what your other character did?
0: <laughs> yeah. It showed me like t- <laughs> one screen,
1: <laughs> one screen. Oh.
0: Right. Because like, I guess all the stuff you're seeing were the raids. Yep. Um, but when I was playing, none of that shit was out right cuz it all came later on it was all dlc and season pass st- stuff so uh i got the i guess the first one which um was it the vault vault of glass or something like that i can't i can't yep. remember anyway it, it had like me you and i think alan were in yep. that list three of yep. us uh it showed me that screen and that was it <laughs> that's all i fucking right. got so <laughs> Whatever, I just pressed next. It was like view next memory. I pressed it and the game started. Um, but anyway, like it comes up with the screen and says, like, choose your character. And it's got my warlock from the original game. Yep. Um, and it's got like my colors and like what my dude looked like. But then once I, once I actually got into the game and went to the menu, it, my guy didn't look anything like the guy that was on the screen before. Yep. It was, it was completely different. So that was a bit bit strange it seems like it was carrying over cosmetic stuff but then when i went back into the menu he, he didn't look like what i looked like in the last game like I, I don't know what's happening there anyway um but yeah it's it seems like the last game was 60 frames right i believe so yeah yeah because you can definitely notice that that it feels different um so i i guess we'll see how it goes like i'm i'm not far enough in to judge at the moment but it does feel a bit sluggish, so we'll we'll see what kind of happens from there. But I've been hearing a lot of good things about it from yep. people that have played it, saying that um, it is definitely a lot better than the last game. So that's promising, at least. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I feel
1: like people are just like the people who are saying, it, "Yeah, oh yeah, it's." It,
0: are the people who got into Destiny?
1: Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> like the.
0: They're trying to justify their the amount of hours they put into the last game. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Stockholm syndrome shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're all like, "Oh yeah, no, it does all the you know, it's all the things that the DLC fixed." But like, okay, why don't you just put, play that then? Was it add? Like, I don't really know what it's adding. Oh, it's got a better story. Who fucking cares? Like, didn't the didn't the first game condition you into not giving a fuck about the story, this fucking shitty world? Who yeah. fucking cares? Anyway, I don't know. I still don't know what it's adding. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see something, but at this point, yeah, all I feel like I'm doing is exactly the same shit that I was doing in Destiny One. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, cool. Uh, the stuff you saw today, you can't talk about. Is that what you're talking about? Two weeks. That is from now? correct. Yes. Fair enough. Um, all right. So we talk about the last thing we're on the list then. Is that cool? Yes. Yeah. NBA 2K18. I went to New York last week for a couple of days to, uh, check, check this out, which is pretty cool. So very secretive trip. This one, not yep. really telling us at all what was going on with it. Other than there would be NBA talent there and there would be developers as well. We could speak to other than that no idea what was going on they wouldn't tell us uh what we'd be seeing like just what was going on in the day other than it would be really fucking good like they were they were hyping this up quite quite a lot and i know it's their job to do that but they were saying things like this is the biggest event uh they've ever done for 2k uh, nba 2k like period but also one of their biggest 2k events they've ever done so it was going in they were pretty pumping this one up to the point where I found out about ten hours before the event, the actual NBA talent. That's that's pretty much wow. where they were drawing it. So we we found out quite late into it who was going to be there. So it didn't really give us too much time to to like kind of prepare for what was going on. But even up until then, we didn't know what was going on the actual day of the event until we got there. So yeah, basically um, we got to the. I guess the kickoff point, there was probably about 30 or so traditional media and about maybe 50 to 60 bloggers, streamers, YouTubers on their like two NBA 2K side. Not, I don't think there were many traditional like big name streamers. It seemed like they were all NBA 2K focused, so... That like people that really enjoy the game and are into it which is quite good and they basically crammed everyone into a giant room and uh, talked about what was going to go on they kind of teased about what was going on and the, the main focus was, was looking at like the culture of basketball and sort of like the things around basketball and right. they, they sort of described a few things about that and and they got two guys into um to kind of host the, this tour that we were going to go on and one of them was, uh, well, they're both, like, street basketball commentators. And they do a lot of, like, street basketball events around uh, a lot of New York stuff, but also around the U.S. in general. Apparently quite well-known people. So, that was kind of cool. And then they shuffled us off off onto, like, two buses. They split everyone up, jumped onto a bus. These giant buses they had had, uh, like, text on it: NBA 2K18 and yeah. the hashtag, run the neighborhood Right. And, um, so we knew it had something involved with some sort of neighborhood. They kept talking about this neighborhood thing and they were giving us his hashtag. And then we went on a, a, like a mini tour of New York and explored some areas around the town. And the, uh, first stop they took us to was a, uh, a barbershop where we, uh, jumped out and people were getting haircuts. Did you get a hair- haircut? <laughs> I did not get a haircut because I had a haircut about three days prior to this trip. Uh, um
1: could have gone a sweet fade or something
0: well, that's what they were doing, yeah a lot of lot of sweet fades and and um, I was quite worried because I was like, How the fuck are we gonna fit this whole bus in this barber shop? What is going on anyway, we get in there, and this fucking huge ass barber shop is uh, it's massive it's like this long corridor and then at the back it's uh, there's a big like square area, and yeah fit everybody in quite comfortably it was pretty good and they had like 12 like stations set up where people could get haircuts and do that sort of thing and then on each station while you're getting your haircut they had uh the nba 2k18 switch version there um, for you to play on which although i did not get a haircut i did get some hands-on with it um, which was quite cool it is it it seems pretty good. Seems like a good basketball game. The only, I guess, negative thing I would say about it is it was a bit framey. It's it definitely does not run as smooth as like the console version. But it seems like a decent enough like alternative if it's the you know it's something you can take with you on the go. Seems. To Were you playing good. only on the tablet version, or are you playing on the TV as well? No, just on the um, the tablet version. I'm not sure how it runs okay. on the TV. That'd Maybe. be interesting. Maybe it does run a little bit better, but it seemed like it was not running at, uh, like, I guess the bus like, it must run at 60. Do you think it runs at 60 on the console? Or is it 30?
1: I don't know. I've never thought about it.
0: Yeah, I'm not too sure. It definitely wasn't running at the same speed you see on the console version, which is, you know, understandable. It's It's a portable game, but it was a bit noticeable. Otherwise, like the movement seemed pretty good, handling was good like other than that it's you know seems seems all right. I'm not sure how deep in terms of features it is. I didn't really jump into any menus and that sort of stuff, but seemed seemed pretty good anyway also there they had uh Tobias Harris, who is a uh, a basketball player mm-hmm. professional basketball player, so he was standing there uh talking to people <laughs> taking photos and whatnot and yep. um and at one stage like he was walking around with the Switch version, like, offering it. People be like, hey, did you want to play type thing? Uh, which is quite funny. And then I did see him playing it at one stage. I took a photo while he was just, like, standing in the corner playing by himself. But, yeah, that that's also one tall dude. I was like, far out. He's, he's a tall guy. I had him on my um, fantasy team a couple of years yeah. back. Uh, and I got quite upset because the coach of his team at the time, when he was playing for <sighs> Orlando... Oh, yep. Um, started subbing him or started benching him because they were trying to fucking tank, and I was yep. super upset because he was playing really well on my team, and they yeah. kept benching him. And uh, yeah, I did, and then eventually that coach got fired. So that was God. I was alright with that. But yeah, he was a super nice guy, uh, really awesome, seemed pretty genuine and and down to earth. Um, so that was quite fun. Some of the other guys I was with. Uh, did get haircuts in our in our little Australian contingency right uh, group so that was that was cool anyway from there we went on to the next stop which was a, a foot locker store this giant like foot locker store in New York that that has quite a, a large amount of shoes apparently it's, it's very famous but yeah tons of like different sections in there like basketball tennis like running I don't think I've been to one as large as that in Australia. Right. Yeah, it was pretty crazy off the hook, but yeah, that was kind of cool to walk around and and have a look at different things. I tried to buy some some stuff from there, but uh, some like Lakers hats and whatnot, but they didn't they didn't have any that I kind of wanted. They right. seemed to have all the hats that that I wouldn't um I wouldn't go with. Uh, anyway, so Nick's after hats. yeah, Nick's hats. That sort of thing. Um, after the Foot Locker, we went to a Harmon store in um, Madison Avenue. Uh, that's the the music brand or, or stereo brand, whatnot. Okay. And they had... Damien Lillard was there. The what? point guard from the what? Portland Trail Blazers. Um, you know, very good basketball player. What, top five, I would say? Uh, yeah. Around there. Point guards. Um, all-star. Oh, yeah. Oh, point guards. <laughs> A top five <laughs> fucking player flat Joe, at least or top ten. He's in there. He's around the right. five. Okay, or six. if you get
1: fifth pick in our fucking fantasy this year, then you have to fucking pick him. I think I did pick him at one stage. Uh, he he was in, in my fantasy team too. Maybe in the second round. Do you think? There's no way he went in the first.
0: Um, I'm, I'm checking right now because I've, right. I've, uh, Damian Lillard went first round. Last year, uh, as seventh, seventh, huh? yeah, year before that, I must have picked him up because I'm pretty sure he was in my. Yeah, I picked him up at eighth. So eighth. there you go, top ten.
1: There you go, top ten.
0: Two players I've been that were on this tour that were on my team, flat up. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they they had a like a, a trivia Q and A type thing with him, um, and then they brought out Dave East, who is a hip hop artist that I've not heard of before, but I think he's sort of well-known in that area or maybe even hip hop in general, but I don't listen to it. So I do. And I don't know. So yeah, he, he did uh, a couple songs. Well, I think one and a half songs, he was halfway through a song and he got quite upset with the DJ who was playing his music from what, uh, (laughs) some of the guys were with us. He kind of like just stopped halfway through a song and was like giving him the, like, turn it off. Motion Uh, from what we can gather, the guy was playing the radio edit of the the song and he was not impressed by it because it had a lot of, a lot of swearing in there. So, yeah, that was,
1: uh, couldn't he just sing the swearing?
0: (laughs) He could have, I don't know. It was kind of strange. It was a bit straight. Anyway, so he kind of stormed off after that. And then, uh, Damien Lillard, he, I don't know, he didn't seem like he wanted to be there. He, right. he kind of took a couple of photos and then uh, bolted. I, I did hear a story from one of the guys we were with that went up and either he tried to get a photo or someone else tried to get a photo. And Damien was like, I- I'm busy at the moment, and then just turned and looked at the wall. <laughs> that was, I was Whoa. like, okay, that's, um, yep, jeez. That's, that's fun. So, yeah. anyway, uh, after that, we went to, we go from there. Oh, we went back to the the first place we went to, um, which was like the, the barbershop. Oh, no, right. no, the the first meeting point. Yep. and um, they had a uh, like a bunch of uh, console set up, a bunch of screens. They jammed everybody in there, and then they started doing a live stream at the same time uh, on their Twitch channels, uh, where they were going to reveal what the fuck exactly was going on. So they've taken us around. They've shown us about you know some some of the. Surrounding culture behind basketball and whatnot had some of the players there. And then they revealed this trailer, which was, uh, called the neighborhood basically. And it's like an open world, um, area of the game where you'll be able to sort of walk around, explore, socialize that type of thing. So they've basically grabbed all these different features or aspects of NBA 2K. And then throwing them into one area. So you've got like your My Player or My Career. There's like My Park. Um uh, like that sort of stuff. Like those extra modes that are in the game that you'd normally get to via menus. They've now put them into like a an area that you can walk around and it's all connected. So it's something that it seems like a lot of the players or the, the people that the fans of the game have been asking for for a while, and they've kind of, like, people going nuts at this yeah. announcement. And it does seem quite interesting, eh? Because you've now got, rather than it being all this separate content that you're um, sort of, you know, jumping between, it's now all there in the one spot. Um, so what would kind of happen before is you'd start your my player character you would build them up, and then you would take that character into these different areas. You take them across into my park, or into like the different playgrounds, and uh, or pro am that sort of stuff, and compete. Whereas now you're everything's all in the same spot, so you don't have to like leave that area. You can all do it in the one one spot, which is yeah, an interesting way of looking at it. So I'm I, like I I didn't get a nut. Like we we were there for two hours or whatever, so I don't know how it'll play out. In the real world, but it seems like a really cool way of just being able to jump in and out of certain things really quickly. Um, cool. So they've got like this giant world and there's things like uh, tattoo parlors where you, can, where you can go get tattoos. There's a barbershop where you can go get haircuts and stylize your player. Um, there's like a Foot Locker there with 200 different types of shoes you can go try on and and customize um there's a bunch of like different courts that are throughout the area that you can go and play in uh some of these courts have different competitions that are going on there'll be things like uh like a dunk competition or like a see how many points you can kind of get that sort of thing and that's the sort of stuff that they had in the last couple of games but it was yeah it was like in a menu or in the my park area um whereas now it's just you can kind of just wander up and and just walk to those places while you're doing your your stuff. Um, even like the, the customization options with the, the shoes and that sort of thing. That was just in a menu somewhere. You jump into, um, you know, you just kind of click the button a couple of times. Whereas now it's something you can walk into. And you can see your character trying on these shoes and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It seems, it seems like a really cool idea. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how it kind of plays out in the real world and... You know, if it's something that is just a bit, if it's gimmicky or if it, you know, actually works really well. Um, Because while you're doing all this stuff, you're actually populating it with the other people that are playing as well. So you can see them running around and you can see them lining up to jump into the court, like calling for next spot um, and being able to talk to people. I saw people that were walking around doing like different emotes and, and walk around really funny, like. Yeah, there's some some really weird wacky stuff that they're kind of doing in there. Um, you're also you're also taking this character now, so you're my player, and you can uh, you can level up all your stuff. You can go to like a um, like you can do all your training there. You can go in and play your your actual NBA games in this area. So it's yeah, they've they've done a lot in terms of taking all the menus-driven content out of the menus and just put it into an open-world environment. Um, What else is there? Uh, There's a couple of things that I talked to them about, to the devs about, especially uh, with some of my complaints about the last game. Um, Some of them being like, I I felt that the... In my review, I talked about how the pace of the game in my playoff was quite slow. You were basically playing an NBA game, leaving that, going back to either a menu or going back to a um, your main training facility and then getting social media alerts or doing yeah. uh, getting contracts from your agent and then being asked to go to training because that was on your schedule for the day. Like, there was a lot of downtime sort of in between um and it sort of took the focus away from the basketball aspect of it like the actual playing of the game yeah and so like i asked them about the balance of that and what you could kind of do for the people that didn't want to do that every single time because i I felt like it was you know there was not a lot of basketball happening in some certain circumstance of the game and they have said that now they've actually changed that up so that you don't have to do all that stuff it's it's all optional now um But for the people that want to go in there and do the social social media type stuff or go after basketball endorsements or or clothing endorsements, you can do that. So that's all still in there, but it's not mandatory. Um, the other thing is they've got a secondary architect type, sorry, archetype that they've added into the game. So the last one was the um, introduction of archetypes and this one they've put in secondaries now. So I guess because, you know, not every basketball player just has, like, one set of skills. Some of them, like, you Born James, uh, multi-talented. <laughs> you know, all, he's, a, he's a- All the archetypes. Yeah, he's yeah. a power forward who, at the same time, is a or, or a- or a small forward who is also a point guard, right? He, he's a guy that has the ball a lot, sets up plays. Yeah. Um, so, I think they're putting that in there, that focus in there a lot more. And one of the other complaints that I, I made about my- uh, in my review last year, was that you're um you, you could kind of set these archetypes up and and have your player be a you know a certain play style, but you go into the you know the training sessions or your your drills within the game and be tasked with doing maybe uh for me my character was a a power forward who was not very good at three pointers. You know, I was an inside player. Yep. And I'd go to a training session and the coach would be like, all right, we're doing three-point shots. Yep. And then I'd put up three-point shots and I'd fail the drill because I, I'm i not a three-point shooter. Yeah. So, like, I talked to them about that and, like, what they were doing to sort of fix that or if they fixed it at all. And they, they did. So, they, they've they implemented this uh, second set of arch, um, archetypes. But they've also made sure that if you do go into a a practice session, you're no longer just tasked with random um, drills. You're actually selecting what drills you want to work on now. So if you do want to, say, work on your three-pointers, you can do that, but you're not going to get them just randomly assigned to you. You can work on your inside post game if you want to or um, work on your inside shooting. Like You can just select it now as opposed to just the game randomly assigning you something to do because like that's your main way of earning vc in the game and leveling up your character because if you're failing these drills all the time you're just not going to get anywhere and you're just wasting time so that was kind of cool to see that they've sort of worked on some of the complaints that i had about last year's game um i'm not saying that that was my doing but yeah it's cool that they've jumped in there and they're kind of listening to some feedback and and taking that into consideration uh So, yeah, there's a lot of cool changes in there that they've kind of looked at and just... This seems like one of the biggest set of changes that they have put in the last couple of years uh, in terms of, like, big feature stuff. Um, Yeah. The only other things that I can kind of talk about that they've sort of made changes to, like, impactful changes, uh, they've got, like, a new movement system in there. Um, So it's a bit more fluid. They talked about, like uh, when you were moving characters around or or sort of doing certain maneuvers within the game, you'd kind of they'd have a like a stop and a start time on these these maneuvers where it'd sort of blend in with the next thing you were gonna do. They've reworked basically that entire system and, and started from scratch again um, and they're saying that this new new system is is a lot better and uh, you, you should be able to see. The responsiveness kind of be a lot better this time around which is do you think they needed it? it felt pretty good last time but yeah they this one f- still feels like it feels pretty good when I played it right um, and every developer that I spoke or well, the two developers that I spoke to senior producers that I spoke to did mention that it was quite hard for them to go back after playing this new version of the game for so long because um, it just did feel so slow so for yeah. someone that I like, I didn't play a lot of it. I only had like a couple hours hands on. Uh, I think I played yeah. like two or three games all up. Uh, it did feel a bit more responsive, but at the same time, it's hard to compare that. At, yeah. You know, yeah. with such a short amount of time. Um, so you yeah, yeah. That'd be good
1: is side by sides. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. Seeing a side by side. Um, and seeing how it kind of plays out. So that was kind of cool. What else they do? Um, Yeah. You got any questions while I think about it? (laughs)
1: Um, I was going to ask about whether they'd done anything to the movement, but I didn't think they'd do anything so drastic. It's just sort of caught me by surprise, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it's got any special name or anything, but they just basically say it's a a new motion system. The other thing they worked on is the uh, shot system again. So they've tweaked that a lot. Um, really. Yeah, so you know before it used to have the shot indicator below the player. Um they've now moved it which <laughs> I think I complained about this maybe 2 years ago when they first implemented it. Um yeah. the shot indicator uh they they put it below the player. I found it quite distracting all the time because I was no longer looking at uh, the the mo- shooting motion of yeah, the player, right? I was no longer looking at the shooting of the player as opposed to the giant circle underneath them they've now moved that up into the um behind the player so where they're right. shooting from so the actual arc of this um shot meter starts at the bottom or the bottom half of the uh the torso and kind of moves up towards the head so yep. you're no longer i didn't really find myself looking at the at their feet anymore i'm now right. looking where I, I used to look so that was a kind of cool change that I don't. They didn't. Impl- I don't think I complained about it last year, but I, I might have complained about it the year before or something like that. I do remember yep. being one of my complaints.
1: I do remember you complaining about it at some point, and it, like it was a sensible complaint though. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So they've they fixed that up, but they've all they've also, as far as I could tell or get from them, they've removed the, um, uh, with the shot stick. You used to be like a straight up and down movement. It. Uh, Sorry, no, not straight up and down, but when you shoot, you go straight up and down. And if you tilt it to the left or right, that would affect the aim of the shot. Um, As far as I'm aware, I think they've actually removed that part of it. So it's no longer, it affects your accuracy. You can still go up and down, but they haven't made it as hard, which is something I was uh, got quite frustrated with with the last game. I think it makes
1: sense, right? Because otherwise the advantage for just being a button shooter is too too big right
0: yeah yeah and that's the thing like whenever I would sh- uh, go to the f- three, uh, free free throw line and then do yeah. that it'd be like oh slight th- slightly to the left or slightly to the right or yeah. far to the right and then you'd kind of you know even though it said it was perfect it'd disappear and clank off the fucking backboard or something um, so I th- I think they removed that because I didn't see that indicator co- come up anymore and I-, I thought one of the guys did say that they've gotten rid of that part um but that, what they've also done is they've uh given like better feedback in terms of uh like th- what is happening when you actually do release the ball um so at the top of the screen it'll say like you've you know excellent excellent shot or whatever but even though you've like maxed out your shot it doesn't necessarily mean it's going in um because what was happening before is you get a shooter that maybe isn't as good at shooting a specific spot. They may get 100% on that marker. Uh, Previously, like, it'd say fully green and you'd still terribly miss because (laughs) you weren't getting that feedback to say, well, all right, fair enough, you've done 100% on your shot, but this shooter is not, that's not their range. That's not what they should be doing. Yeah, right. So, now it's coming up and saying, all right, you've done well, but at the same time, here's, like, your chance of getting that shot now. Um. so kind that's of that's
1: cool that'll help you like think in smarter like basketball plays right like yeah it'll give you the ability to think like with smarter basketball plays because I guess that's what the best players do is they take those high percentage shots yep and, and one of the biggest improvements you see like season to season as players oh. sort of mature is that they start to take more high percentage shots as opposed to like sort of garbage shots they shouldn't be taking, although Steph Curry can apparently take whatever fucking shots he likes.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing they were talking about is for but also comparing it to like new players as well. Like me and you knowing a shooter's like a Steph Curry where he can shoot from, yeah. is different to somebody that's not played a basketball game before. And and then coming in and taking a, a shot with, you know, a center at the three-point line, even though they may get the timing right. Yep. They shouldn't be shooting with that player. And, and previously, those players weren't getting that feedback to say, this was going to miss. It was just missing. And, you know, they may not be sure as to why it's missing. So, yeah, a bit more feedback in there. Uh, so, the it's other-
1: sort of like, because I, I guess, you know, for me, uh, I've, I've learned a lot about American sports from playing American sports games, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting way to bring it back to a point where people can, like, where the video game can be the introduction point, whereas, you know, I think for a while we've gotten to a point where, you know, they're chasing that simulation concept where people who are already invested in the sport are being introduced to the video game. Now people can be introduced to the sport from the video game. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, i got a question. Sure. Uh, one of the things um, one of the producers always used to say to me, uh, always used to say like we we're talking every week. No, uh, one of the things he said um, was that he didn't want – he like him and the team at VC were tired of NBA 2K. This was, I think, 2K16. Mm. Uh, they were tired of NBA 2K being the best sports game every year. Mm-hmm. And they wanted – to be the best game of the year okay and i think that's what sort of prompted the move towards like frequency vibrations and shit yeah uh move away from no it moved towards that so it must have been 15 um what's how how is that shit looking
0: i i don't know because they're not really talking they don't really talk about any of that stuff at the moment okay. um you mean like the main story story elements, right? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how that's right. any of that is going. Um, I did see like bits and pieces of like cutscene stuff, but we were in a very loud, <laughs> closed, closed space, so I couldn't really hear what was going on. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like as far as I can tell, they haven't hired some big name actor to come in this year because last year they they did. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I really don't know what's going on with that. Like, we're three weeks out from that game. Well, not even now. What is it? Next week. That game's out next week now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, fucked. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and they've, like, just just announced this new The Neighborhood. <laughs> like, they kept that secret pretty well. It's, yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, it seems like they, they, they are turning it down, though, every year. They started off with that frequency vibrations thing and- Talking to your dead friend's ghost at the end of the game. Um, I think they realized how dumb that was. And yeah. that was, again, one of the complaints I put in my review at sure. that time. It was, it was stupid. I think last year's was definitely, uh, you know, a bit better. Um, last year, I didn't like the stuff they did with the Australian Boomers, like you playing as an undrafted rookie and then somehow being in Team USA playing with Kevin Durant yeah uh, I thought that was dumb and I didn't understand that so I don't I don't know what they're gonna do this time around but yeah it seems like there's um each year they're kind of settling down and pulling back on that one at the same time you've got stuff like Madden and FIFA that are also doing their story mode and that could be they could be borrowing ideas from that and making them rethink what they're sort of Pushing in terms of product for this, this sort of stuff these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was there they changed? They are. So they talked about they've added or or, or made some changes to like the AI in the game, which uh, this change actually sounds pretty interesting. They've um, so for instance, uh, the, with the AI kind of now looks at play sets or like who you're playing against and will act accordingly. So, for instance, if I if you've got a a a center standing in the corner near the three-point line and there's a defender sort of near them and that that center is not a good three-point shooter, that defender's yeah. not going to go up to them anymore okay. and sort of d- defend them they're going to come back and sort of give a bit of space like protect the rim um because that char- that ai character knows that it shouldn't be at that spot right because no, that's doesn't not what know but hang on
1: does it know because it's a center or does it know because it knows a player has 3 point shooting
0: and knows that 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 player is not a good 3 point shooter it doesn't know that they're a center like that that fucking center could be uh I don't know who's a good center three point shooter or it could be fucking Kevin Love or something. It's Kevin yep. Love's center slash power forward, right? Yep. If it's Kevin Love, then that's different, right? That, that AI is going to go up there and mark that character because it knows Kevin Love can shoot that. But if fucking Dwight Howard is standing out there, it's going to give them space because they, that is not something they should be worried about. They should be, you know, making, making sure that they're defensive, like they're behaving like a actual, NBA player would um at the same time on the offensive end they talked about something similar like if you've got the ball into um uh say Kevin Love's got the ball and you've got Draymond Green guarding Kevin Love do you need a second person to come up and double team Kevin Love or do you set that double team up when LeBron James has the ball and you bring someone else up there. Like the yep. AI is making those type of decisions based on who's got the ball or who is in a certain spot on the court. Um, so it sounds like they're going to be gonna behave- behaving more like actual NBA teams um, mm. would on the the court. So yeah, it's it's um it's gonna I think change, make it a lot harder <laughs> the game, at least, because you're no- you're no longer gonna be able to set things like. Yeah. Uh, a Shitty pick and picks. rolls or, yeah. or anything like that because they're going to be like, well, I don't really need to to do that. The AI is going to read that and say, well, I don't need to. It's fine. I've got this. Yeah. I, I um. Did you test it out? I didn't test it out. No, because by the time I heard this, it was like my my last interview of the day. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah. they were they were telling me that some of the more well known players were coming up and saying that the AI was a lot harder this year. Yeah. Okay. Um. But at the same time, it should be harder. Like you shouldn't have. You should be able to like play actual real NBA plays off of that as well, and and kind of see how the AI re- reacts, which is um, yeah, yeah, an interesting way of putting it. Rather than just having a like a five man defensive team, or sorry, like a man to man type defe- defense, or or a zone defense or something like that. Um. Yeah, you should see a lot more double teams, um, you know, just from there, thinking about that sort of thing and just rolling with it. So, Yeah, cool. It's okay. cool. Right, triple all, teams. It sounds... Well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah. The other thing they, they talked about or one of the systems they showed me was like a um, uh, proficiency system depending on like coaching staff. So if you've got players that work Uh, to a particular system and you trade them to a a new team, they might not fit in that system at all, this new coaching system. Okay. And then their character stats may drop her a little bit or or may, you know, it may affect their ability to do well, Um, which is something that happens in like the real NBA, right? It is, but it's...
1: I don't know, man. It seems like it'd be (laughs) fucking hard to quantify.
0: It does, doesn't it? Like, how do you how do you put those numbers in or how do you know right, what yeah. works and what doesn't so I don't know exactly as to what detail they've they've kind of done this as but it's um it sounds like an interesting new system that they're trying to look at they, yeah. did, they did kind of show it to me like there's a new menu in there and it shows you how well players are working in a system or I guess the position they're working in as well um like if they're in a power forward or, or if they're in a guard position, um, how well they'll play in that spot. Uh, I don't know in terms of how that sort of translates into stuff like you're my team and picking up coaches and play sets and how that kind of works. Um, maybe that is all tied in and, and they've got things sort of working in that. But yeah, as you said, I, I don't know about that one. Yeah. How detailed it is and, and how they kind of figure out what that is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, especially, I mean, it could have a real negative impact on the game. It seems like, it just seems like a real risky move, hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, why would you trade players if you know they work in a, a current system?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see. If they fucking, if they get it right, then that'd be fucking awesome. Because, I mean, it is it is a real-life thing, right? Like, so it would be pretty interesting to see it happen but yeah I don't know yeah I don't know I don't know it sounds fucking awesome though I'm well in man like, yeah
0: no it seems like they've this year they've kind of amped things up Um and I, I think the reasoning behind that is they talking to a few of the guys there they are worried about like NBA life <laughs> uh, right no, like they're not worried about it coming along and stealing their thunder but like, competition's good, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it makes your game better because you can see what they're doing and borrow ideas. And also, it means that you don't slack off anymore, right? Because you know that there's a chance of, of someone else coming in and, and stealing it away from you. So they've got to keep themselves on their toes and try and come up with new ideas and whatnot. And this does seem like it's going to be one of their biggest um, iterations in a while. I'm just hoping it all works. Like, last year... The, the server issues were pretty I thought I'd handle it pretty well um, I didn't have any major problems at all with the server side stuff and a lot of it the game is tied to that these days and hopefully things go smoothly with, with this year because if they don't it's going to cause a lot of problems yeah. um, especially with all of that stuff being tied to like an open world now of you roaming around in and, and going from place to place Yeah. Um, so if they can kind of do what they did last year and keep everything up and running, then it'll be good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I did speak to some, I spoke to, there were some other uh, NBA players there. They had, uh, obviously, Damian Lillard came back. Um right. Yeah, Tobias Harris is well, there. Why is that obvious? Oh, because I talked to him before. All right. I know, oh, sorry. No, but why is before. it obvious that he came back? Uh, I guess, I, well, he's the best player they had there, right? So, they must have brought him back. He was, he must be, he was paid to be there, I guess. Yeah, okay. Maybe True. that's why he was angry. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Kemba Walker was there from Charlotte. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jason Tatum was there from Boston. He was this year's third pick in the, the NBA draft, and he was wearing a third pick shirt to let everyone know that <laughs> he's picked third. Solid. So, yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was there from the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn um, Nets. Yes, former Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. He, um, he he was, yeah, I don't know. don't know if he was excited to be there or not. So i to take a couple photos. Uh, oh, he yeah. interrupted one of my interviews. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, was, cool. oh, I was talking to Danny Green, and um, okay. he came up and said goodbye to Danny Green. Fair enough. And I was like, hello. And then he said hello. <laughs> um, so, he again- six- photos with these guys or what some of them yeah yeah some of them i got photos with uh cj mccollum was there awesome. as well uh Devin booker was there but very briefly i i didn't even see him at all but some of the oh. other guys saw him and apparently he disappeared out the back and i'm not sure where he went but he was around um i did notice that he was posting stuff on his instagram that he was playing some basketball with some other guys in new york so he was definitely there somewhere Um, and I think that was it. Danny Green. Did I say that? Danny Green was there as well from the Spurs, um, who I, I did talk to. Uh, he was super nice. I think he was the nicest guy there. He was doing so many fucking interviews. Unbelievable dude. Um, which you wouldn't expect less from someone that's a Spurs player, right? They're all probably, um, yeah, like a Spurs player. They're all super nice people as far yep. I can tell yeah yep. he we was probably told him <laughs> yeah do go do that 2k thing um go do do the 2k thing
1: don't come back until you've done 15 interviews he was three li- minutes apiece
0: at least oh uh, no he was he was doing some long ass interviews was he um he was literally standing he was more than happy to do it as well man awesome. like he was going from interview to interview didn't complain about it. He was, he, he was, him and Tobias Harris are my favorites. They were awesome. good. They were both awesome. Um, Sweet. But yeah, I talked to him. I talked to. He, as soon as he he heard me talking, he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> you guys, I've been getting asked questions about Patty Mills all day. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously realized I was Australian, and there was about ten Australians at this thing. Yep. Um, Please and uh, yeah, we were we were. Asking him more patty questions. I didn't ask him any patty questions, though, so that was good. I did ask him about, uh, like, when, when the fuck we're going to get an NBA game in Australia. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to uh, get this fixed? Uh, and he said he was more than happy to come a, come along and play in Australia. Yeah, I'd go see the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'd love for the Spurs to go. I'm down, man. But he's <laughs> like, oh, unfortunately, I think the NBA has, uh, has plans yes. to... <laughs> look at other kind of regions that are a bit closer like, yeah right, fair enough but work your magic you can do it sort us out yeah. yeah um otherwise man yeah it was it was good looked good that game i'm excited for it it's it's uh i'm pretty sure it's next week let me check NBA we get 18 yeah next week that's coming out or the 19th sorry week after it's closer. Yeah. two weeks from.
1: Uh, I'll be able to talk about that other other stuff I was going to talk about when it comes out.
0: Mm. They had, um. so oh, so no Kyrie Irving, uh, who is on the cover of this. And there's been some news in the last couple of weeks about Kyrie Irving because he's been traded to the uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers over to the Boston Celtics. Yep. And I guess it's been rumored for a, What three weeks now? Well, not rumored, but there's been talk about it and the Cavs in Boston being on backwards and forwards about this deal. And as we were sort of landing, getting off the plane, there was, I think there was rumors going around that the deal may not happen because, uh, Isaiah Thomas was possibly still injured or not healthy. And the Cavs are looking for another asset to in this trade. And so. We were pretty convinced that Kyrie was not going to be at this thing because this deal had not happened at all. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? He, he would have been on a media blackout type thing. Um, yeah, totally. and not doing any of that stuff. And the day of this event, he got signed to, uh, it may, uh, they made it official. He got signed to Boston. Yeah. Uh, and so in the morning, I was like, well, you can call him up. He can quickly come if you want, fly him over here. So, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. When we got the uh, when I played the build, I I obviously picked the Lakers and um, went up against Boston, and they had Kyrie in the Boston uniform in his eleven um, playing on that team. So they had it ready to go. They obviously they knew so, like this this stuff was coming and they had it prepared. But yeah, he was in that build playable. That's pretty good. Yeah, and um, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it basketball side of it looks good awesome yeah cool Uh, I also went to the NBA store in New York and walked around there they've got a three-story NBA store yep and I bought some stuff which was fun what'd you get
1: did you give me a present
0: Uh, yeah I got you a uh, Curry Irving Cavs jersey (laughs) (laughs) gold yeah Um, no I just I walked around there for a couple like an hour or so um, they yep. had the press conference on of the uh, Gordon Hayward slash Kyrie Irving, um, I guess, media briefing, whatever they call it, where they show their jerseys and whatnot, introductions. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I was watching that for a bit inside the NBA store. And uh, and then I went for a walk to Central Park for a couple hours, which is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also went to a baseball game while I was there. two baseball games
1: double boring terrible nothing happened at all
0: it was nice yeah uh cool but otherwise that was that was New York I was there for like three days or something and then came back it's awesome came back home it was fun though it was good fun yep yeah anyway that was NBA 2K18 um hopefully should have a copy of that I I don't know don't know when the senate they're usually pretty good on sending that stuff out early so maybe maybe next week
1: hopefully yeah yeah that'd be good that'd be nice
0: Hmm. sweet all right cool should we do some news
1: let's do some news my fucking throat is so fucking sore it's ridiculous all right let's let's go with PUBG sells 10 million copies
0: what yeah okay no it's fine i was just kidding G sells 10
1: million copies. 10 million copies. Um, and as of today, like breaking news just before this came out, it's luckily, lucky we didn't podcast yesterday. Um you sound like idiots. Yeah, we sound like clowns. Actually, we would have sound like fucking geniuses, to be honest. Mm. Um, they have released first-person servers for duos in the Oceanic region, and... Um, which makes a lot of sense. Which makes a lot of sense. I was saying well, this yesterday on Twitter.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they were saying the reason they couldn't do it is because there aren't enough players. The reality is right. Wait, hold up.
0: Hold up. You've gone too far. They they put out like a fucking essay. Yeah. About why they couldn't do this.
1: But it was it was it was just a lot of like retreading the same fucking few fucking things.
0: Yeah. Talking about how we don't have a big enough player base or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's not a not enough big enough player to, base to justify it and it will spread the, you know, players too thin. It's horseshit. Absolute garbage. Like with the, okay, you can't announce that you sold ten million copies. You can't show that like it's beating fucking Dota on Steam and then then say this because the reality of the situation is, if it doesn't have enough population now, then it's never going to have enough fucking population, right? Because if it doesn't have enough population when it's breaking fucking population records, like we're fucked.
0: And you're doing it wrong. You, you're not doing the like this is design side of it, right? There should be you got to fix right. that.
1: There's 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 some measurement that you're fucking up here, right? some part of this equation that you're not calculating correctly. Um, because, yeah, in that situation, right, there's no fix. If, if your ultimate fucking... If the fucking takeaway from it is there's not enough people in Australia to justify having first-person servers, right? If that's the ultimate takeaway, then the fucking... The straight-up reality of it is that there will never be enough players because you, that's not something you can fucking fix. Mm. You cannot creates more people when there are already more people playing this game than any other fucking game that's ridiculous because
0: yeah, it's going to get to a point like it, it may not have hit its limit yet but it's going to get to a point where it's, it's, it's that limit and then starts going the other way
1: yeah yeah they're going to reach saturation at
0: some point like everybody's gone on about how oh it's there's more people playing this than Dota it's like well, alright okay but Dota's is like a fucking 10 year old game yeah <laughs> And counter strike. There's more people playing this counter strike. Alright, well Counter Strike's right, fucking twenty year old. Okay, dude. nobody's
1: taking shots at you precious fucking donor, okay? No, and counter strike. Donor and counter strike. Just fucking just chill. Um But yeah, no. So they they very sensibly decided to release it for duos. I'm sure squads will come soon. The reality is if they want this game to be a fucking esport they can't It's still not out for sea or like for southeast asia or south america and which that's is bullshit. fun because like, we're
0: gonna get all those players now
1: it's so fucking dumb it is so fucking dumb that they don't get access to it because both of those areas like just from a pure like purely from an esports perspective right i think they need to release it so that people can have the experience yeah because you can't have your fucking game be an esport like like just ignoring my own personal fucking uh, opinion on on its potential as an esport. Uh, actually, I was, I was talking to Zoid mates today. I'm sure you were, uh, and uh, he was saying this will be in another a, a follow up interview with uh, a, with uh,
0: Australia's second best uh, player.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, I mean. Pekins team beat him beat Zoid mates. Uh like the fucking the CGL ladders were Pekin's team to uh, rank tank versus and was first placed. and then um Avoid the Zoid was second. It was like
0: God, he's got a fucking squad name after him?
1: Yeah, he does. He's the he's the fucking he's the king. You should have seen like actually in the third last in the third last because I was watching them all uh in the third last game of the c g l uh for the for season two uh, it was Zoid versus Pekin's team at the end it was like first and second mm. and uh like it was Zoid alone versus three of rank tank and Zoid killed two of them and he nearly got the third. It would have been fucking ridiculous if he'd managed it. it would have been super fucking dumb
0: yeah.
1: if he put it together. He just he had really good positioning and he timed like they timed their push, like maybe a second off. This their push on him was like a second out of sync, mm-hmm. and so he was able to get one down, get the second one down, and set up for the third. But uh, he'd taken too much damage. So the third was able to like just chip the f- chip the end off. Um, if the like if they timed it perfectly, he wouldn't have had a fucking shot in hell. But yeah, like they actually they 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 had it going really well. I think the problem was they'd smoked out his rock because he like they were in the middle of a field and he was behind like the only rock in the field, mm. and uh, so they'd smoked out the rock. And I think the reason they missed the timing was because they couldn't see where the rock was anymore, necessarily. So they were trying to give it a little bit of space to make sure they didn't go in, like, poorly. And as a result, they went in poorly. Anyway, uh, so I was talking to Zoid, and uh, in his opinion, he he prefers third person, which is interesting. Um, he, He thinks third person is a better version of PUBG. Because
0: he likes peacing.
1: Uh, he likes peaking Um because no, but like he, he makes some decent justifications about it. Like um yeah, he makes some decent arguments about, you know, it's a more strategic game. Um uh, first person's more reactive. Uh, more of more like fragger. A fragger game. The other thing he was saying was um if he were doing the scoring system, you'd only get points for first, second, and third, and you wouldn't get any points. Because otherwise, he feels like people are just too incentivized to, like, hide to get as high a place as possible. But that's There's what no this chance, does. To, to play for the win.
0: Yeah, but um, that's what that does. It incentivizes people just not fucking doing anything if they're getting points for first, second, or third.
1: You're incentivized to go for the win because you still have to get into the final fucking circle.
0: Yeah, but you can just fucking crawl your way in.
1: Crawl your way in?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you still have to play to to win. He's not a game designer. He has no idea.
1: Well, I've I've been trying to work out a scoring system uh, where you get a lot of points for first like a lot of points for first Uh, and then you get more points for kills, the higher the rank is so that kills towards the end matter more. And then you need some sort of like diminishing system to negate uh, cheap kills early on so that people weren't able to farm, Points by just getting early kills
0: yeah so like a tiered system so say 100 to 80 is worth 5 points 80 to 60 is worth 10 like that sort of thing
1: yes yeah. but more incremental yep. uh, yeah so, but yeah I do agree that you need to incentivize people to play to win and play to frag Um. That's that's my opinion anyway.
0: What if you go start from 100? So if you kill the 100th player, you get one point, and then it works its way backwards. So the 99th player, you get two points, and then all the way up. So the 10th player, you get 90 points. Right.
1: Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? So if you kill second place... You get 98 points. You get 98 points. How do you balance placement against that? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, good that'd mean people just go fucking ham those last there'd be a lot of shooting that last
1: it'd be fucking entertaining though (laughs) yeah Um, actually if you're listening at home go check out my the IGN um, uh, esports update the the highlights package that I put together Um, go watch the, the highlight that I picked for PUBG that's a fucking that's a good one that is a good one. That dude clutches out three kills, and gets a kill with a mo- fucking Molotov to win a chicken dinner. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And that that win literally put his team in fourth. Over the team that he beat out was in fourth, and his team went from fifth to fourth, and they swapped places. which Was pretty pretty good. Um, so meaningful win as well. But uh, yeah. What was I saying? Sure. But that's it.
0: Yeah, uh, that, I like. I don't. I I don't understand where they're going with this whole. Uh, the player base isn't big enough thing. Like, there's ways to fix that. They they can just make the time limit on the lobby. Just start the lobby later. I'm sure people that want to play this mode, if they want to play it, they'll wait.
1: Yeah, I think their worry is that people don't want to wait, but I don't think that's true.
0: People will wait, right? They don't... I mean... People will wait. I brought this up before, but I, I'm pretty sure they want to, at some stage, put matchmaking in. H- how is that going to affect the game then? Like, at what stage do you start matching up 100 fucking people that are close proximity in terms of skill level? It's it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, like, absolutely. at the moment, when I play uh, Dota, I'm waiting five minutes for to match me with 10 people. Yeah. What's it going to do with 100?
1: I think that's that's the thing, right? Like, if they think that you can't... If they think that their game can't survive with a five-minute wait time, yeah. they have zero faith in their game.
0: Yeah. And then they started talking about... They also put in the bottom of this um, statement about, oh, we're releasing the new map. It's on the stage. Yeah. That's and then just that's going to divide it again. Even more, yeah. Which, no, they're looking at it the wrong way. You have... A map rotation. You don't have. Oh, I want to play this map. You just make. You're fucking playing this map. Yep. You're either playing this map or you're playing. You're either playing the desert map or the fucking or the one you got in there at the moment. And then to counter that, all you do is you put penalties on people that leave the game. If they if they're leaving the lobby, there's a reconnect system in there now. So if someone crashes, they can reconnect. If they jump into the lobby and it's not the map they want to play, and they Cancel out. Fucking make him wait five minutes. Simple. Yeah. That's a fix. Um, That's all you need to do. I, I don't think there should be a choice in what map you get to play. I think it should be random. Otherwise, you're going to end up with this um, this thing where people are just playing the one map. And you're going to split the, the player base again. Like, yeah. if that new map comes out, nobody's going to be playing the old map. Because everybody's going to play the new one. Yeah. And... If you have a system in there of, well, if you, at least if you've got the random thing in there, you're forcing people to play both. But at the same time, you need to make sure that people can't just leave all the time. So, that's what i do, at least. Um, yeah. To fix that sort of thing. So, I, I don't think they should be commenting on that at all at the moment. It's all sort of like quality of life
1: shit that they're going to get around to at some point. But I don't think it's necessarily something they need to... So you just, yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I, I'd still, yeah, I still feel like I'd love to see Solo and Squad first person at some stage. I mean, I'm happy to wait in games um, for that sort of thing to load up, at least. Or at least get them a try and see what happens to the population. Maybe that's what they're doing with this one, right? They'll wait and see what happens. Like, I haven't tried yeah. it tonight. I know it's up and running right now, but yeah. I don't know what the wait time's are like or how people are going with it, so.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I still probably won't play first-person mm-hmm. solos. I've got no interest in it. Except, Like, I might play them as, like, a fucking uh, goofy, fucking going ham, like, aggro round shit, but yeah. I'm not going to play them with any modicum of seriousness because i still think it's it's way too much random you know uh random death but yeah i don't know yep definitely gonna play some duos would be playing it right now but we're podcasting
0: (laughs) we are um rainbow six Siege dlc is now out this is the uh blood orchid update yes yep uh, they've released a bunch of patch notes as well, which we didn't have information on last week. Yeah. You some got cool changes or- in there. No, I'm, I'm about to. Um, hmm. I think some of the stuff that really stood out to me is 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 like the uh, the changes to smoke and the way that all the gadget works, not the actual character. Um, so smoke grenades, they've, they've made them, I think they're still client side, but they behave the same way. On everybody's screen so good they seem to be quite good and I don't know if I read this in the patch notes but they were talking about how they got the pro players in and the pro players thought it was too overpowered so they had to decrease the amount of smoke grenades that they were given out okay yeah I Brilliant. thought that was an interesting change um, the other things on here they've changed the lighting effects from inside and outside like looking Uh, looking inside environments to outside less bloom that sort of thing
1: yeah oh yeah i saw this i saw this ages ago actually it looks it's a really fucking good one yeah it might have been a really good fucking change
0: um they have well they're reworking the textures on the maps and this seems to be something in line with um like reducing the amount of memory that's uh, the game is using um so yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. But they've also done that with like the operators and whatnot as well. They've they've reskinned a lot of them, fixed up all the models and whatnot. Um, what else is there in this one?
1: Anything you think um, of
0: that was important?
1: There are a couple of things about like um the chain, like some uh like basic like simple quality. Shit, quality of life shit. Like, uh, Barb Y is easier to get through now. Doesn't slow you down as much. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. it's easier to bash through. Uh, Bandit can now zap Habana shit. So you can do the Bandit, uh, switch thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, to, to destroy Habana pellets, mm-hmm. which I think is a really good idea because that's like the reason she was being picked, uh, a lot. And what was sort of ruining Thermite was. Basically that. And so now you'll have to force band it out or we'll make sure um he, he's an on-site to be able to like fuse through uh like sorry uh bust through reinforced shit, which is good. Um uh and yeah, um the they made changes to fuse as well, didn't they? They were making changes where.
0: Oh, yeah. It's now no longer random. Yeah. Placement of grenades.
1: Is it. I don't remember. Is it like. Not random or less random?
0: I thought it was. N- not random anymore. Okay. Um, well, yeah. That's good.
1: That's good. Um, I don't know. I thought for whatever reason. It was just less random. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So they made some changes to that, which is good, and yeah, I don't know. It just looks good. I'm, I'm looking forward to get into it, getting into it. Uh, obviously, haven't had time. But, yeah, uh, I've yeah, already. We'll downloaded. talk about it next week. I think. Yeah, I've already got it downloaded as well. Um, uh, but yeah, just haven't played it yet. Alright. So, uh, so yeah, d- yeah,
0: fuses cluster charge pathing is more predictable.
1: Yeah, yeah. More. That's what I read as well. Okay. More predictable. Not like predictable. Not like fixed. I don't know. I don't remember. I, for some reason, I remember the the uh, explanation they gave of what they did to it. Sort of implied to me that it was still randomised to some extent. It just wasn't like batshit insane randomised. Okay. I don't know. Um. Uh, okay, and Dead Rising 4 is coming to PS4?
0: Yeah, Dead Rising 4, coming to PS4. Um, we, I played this, I think, last year it came out. Um, the reason why I was surprised is I thought it was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, at least 3 was. It was an Xbox and, um, and Windows exclusive. Now, it looks like 4 is going back to some sort of timed exclusive. It seems like a year which is cool I enjoyed that game I thought it was pretty good it was a lot of fun did you ever play it?
1: Uh no well I played like the demo like maybe like a preview or something but uh, I didn't really play it I was I don't think I was allowed to play Xbox games
0: at the time back then yep yeah. yeah Um anyway so that's coming out I think this end of this year that was a Christmas game so probably about the same time I just thought I'd mention it because I thought it was interesting that it was coming out on um, playstation yep it's pretty good um, nice. and the rage article
1: rage article but there's creation club it's a fucking train wreck is what i wrote in the news here in our news notes here Yep, uh, and it is uh i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't like i don't know how they put this one together but they haven't thought it through basically uh so what's going on at the moment is uh, I don't know if it's still happening right now, but what's happening at the moment is um, it's auto-downloading. It's downloading the unpurchased mods yeah. for people who haven't purchased them. Uh, and it is like it's you're not able to do anything with the load order when you put, when you buy those mods, So it will just, it does its own thing to your load order. And if anyone's ever modded fucking Skyrim fall out before, you'd know that like the load order that the game loads mods in yep. is fucking critical to this general success of whether or not the fucking game starts. Yep. Uh, like having the load order wrong can straight up break uh, the game. Like, in best case scenario a mod doesn't work but a lot of the time if you have the load order on it'll just it just won't fucking start um yeah and they've they're just like no attention paid to that uh the fucking the mods that they released uh are not at all the well uh well thought out and high quality uh you know, game editions that they're advertising. Mm. Uh, they are hilariously expensive, like spectacularly expensive um, for what they are. They are, you know, people are saying, so it's only for Fallout so far, but it's basically fucking um, horse armor. Like you can get a fucking,
0: yeah.
1: you can get a recolor for your fucking watch thing, your um, pit boy
0: Sounds like it's all cosmetic stuff. I was yeah, wondering. it's
1: all cosmetic shit. Uh, there's no actual, like, game modification to, like, you know, no fucking gameplay modifications, rather. It's, it's basically all cosmetic stuff. And, yeah, it all costs a shit ton. And you have to buy it using Bethesda's, like... There's the box. Bethesda Bucks. the Bucks. And it's all priced in such a way that you can't buy, like... You can't buy i think like one game one mod costs like 500 credits but you can't buy 500 credits you got to buy like 750 credits and shit it's ridiculous um i just, i don't understand how they do this like are they are they fucking up on purpose is that what this is are they like is this some sort of like weird 5D chest shit where they're trying to sour the waters of anyone ever paying for mods or something or are they trying to kill modding or what like what the fuck is going on here why are they doing this so fucking badly because they are doing it just with just the fucking ineptitude of some fucking half-assed half-wit fucking two-bit fucking corporation that's never seen a fucking video game before in their lives and meanwhile they owe their, their ongoing success fucking mods 1000% and yet yeah they're just trying to fucking fuck this shit up I just don't understand what the fuck is going on there um yeah I don't know it just seems really weird eh um yeah yeah, uh, it's dumb. Sounds dumb. It's super dumb. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess the, the fact that they're fucking up load orders, there might be a subtle way of them trying to fuck other mods mm-hmm. or a not-so-subtle way of them trying to fuck other mods. I don't know, man. It's just awful. It is, like, genuinely fucking terribly done. I don't know. I just, I just don't get... It's, it's like, I would understand badly done in such a way that seemed, like, insidiously, like, you know, uh, stealthily bad. Like, if, if they did it in such a way where you're like, wow, this actually works and these mods are good. And, yeah, I have to pay, like... I have to buy a thousand thousand fucking Bethesda bucks uh, and every mod is 600 bucks. So I've got 400 left over. So they've got me sort of semi-trapped in this ecosystem, this like microtransaction ecosystem. Mm -hmm. But these mods are great, so I don't really care. I'd understand if that was their launch. I'd understand that sort of, you know, bad launch, that sort of fucking stealth shit. But this is... This is, like, terrible on every fucking level. There's, like, no part of this that isn't fucking bad. And I just don't get it. I don't know. I can't understand how, like, aren't they? um, Like, they're not a massive corporation, but they're a pretty big company. Who the fuck signed off on this shit? Who the fuck, like, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's people there's people in positions that are paying a fucking lot of money, who all said, "Yeah, fucking, this looks good to me. Do it, do it." And this is not some like, this is not evil. It's not like this is just fucking incompetent. Hmm. I just don't understand. I don't know. Evil evil I'd understand. Evil I would understand. 'Cause because i am I think we're accustomed to evil. But it, like gross incompetence on this low on the scale. I'm just I'm just baffled by. Yeah, they got me shook. Anyway, that's all I got.
0: I think they like they just like money.
1: They like well yeah, if they like money, why are they doing it this way? That's what I get.
0: They run out of people to sue.
1: Ah, uh, that's that's what it is. Yeah. What about scrollies? There's a scrollie stand in the in the shopping center near us. Like,
0: oh, is there?
1: Yep, and they could sue them. They could. They could sue them, sue the shit out of them.
0: Yeah. Yep. The elder scrollies.
1: The elder scrollies. Yep. That's what they could call the fucking. The old ones, I assume they can't sell day-old scrolls, cinnamon scrolls. I mean, cinnamon scrolls are shit regardless, but, like, I assume you can't sell a day-old scroll. So call it an Elder Scroll and charge a premium price for it.
0: Yeah.
1: The game or crowd. Jeez. All right, let's do some questions. Let's do it. my voice is definitely on its way out. Fair uh, enough.
0: Are there questions?
1: There is... Uh, there is one, yes. Right, do it. Um, Miracle writes, we all like to think that the pros, that he wrote this like the day after we did it, uh, because we did it early last week because he left early. Yes. Like a ding dong. Um, we all like to think that the pros know it all, know what they're doing. But if you talk to some pros, they're just mechanically gifted and often rely on someone else to do the thinking for them and guide them around. This is much more true in FPSs than in other Uh, esports genres. Thing is, lots of pros are still easily affected by the meta and don't think properly about how to play the game or think outside the box. Joe mentioned that uh, how some pros used Fuse to try and get a lucky kill rather than to tactically tactically shift the enemy team. Have you noticed any other times where you thought pros didn't quite do the best thing or use something effectively? I mean, I, you know, this is an interesting question, right? Because I, I guess armchair coaching or armchair shot calling, it's very easy to do because we've got a lot more information a lot of the time than what the pros do. And so sometimes yeah. that, uh, that, like, why the fuck are they doing this question, yeah. um, might not be, you know, necessarily, it might, like, you, yeah, you've got such a different amount of information that, yeah, you might just not be able to see how they're looking at the game and, you know, how, even if, even if you thought like just thinking about Dota in particular, right? Like even if you thought they would have vision in a particular moment, you don't know how the vision from the previous like five minutes might impact how they approach a situation. Yeah, and so yeah, it, it's a bit hard. Like yeah, there there is a risk of that armchair sort of shot calling shit, but I think first person shooters are definitely one of those situations where uh, like, you know, you've got your shot callers and your fraggers and a lot like CS teams, a lot of the time, um, don't like to have more than two shot callers because they don't, because they're like, it can create like personality clashes and, uh, yeah, you like, you see fraggers who like could, who will, like, clutch out the ri- most ridiculous shit or, like, ace with a fucking deagle against a team with a full buy, right, who, like, can't make a fucking... couldn't make a call to save their fucking lives. Like, they are flawless shooters, but, yeah, they just have no mind for the fucking tactics of the game and so yeah you'll see them fucking ace and then fail to get on the bomb when if they like hadn't gone for the ace uh, hadn't like yeah hadn't pushed far, so far away as to get the ace then they would have been able to get the bomb and actually like defuse because it's only six fucking seconds I've seen it a couple of times especially watching um, as much of the um, CS in Australia as I have been It's it's happened like numerous times and I get really angry at it because I say, if like, I'm not a fragger, I am all all shot calling. Uh, I am all fucking strategy. My the only way I win things is by superior strategy, and so it drives me fucking nuts when I see people make dumb fucking mistakes. Uh, generally, people don't get called out on it because they're not actually playing with me, but anyone who's played PUBG with me knows that I get fucking, I get grumpy when people are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the question? I got into a thing. I was, I was just reman- reminded uh, of
0: Heath. Heath fucking yesterday. Noticing times when pros don't do the best thing. Yesterday. In like a certain circumstance.
1: We we're in Roshock, right? Yeah. We're in Roshock and I downed this dude who was shooting at Heath, right? Had teed up Heath. Pretty fucking well down him in the middle of the street, right? I'm like Heath, watch him, make sure he doesn't get got back up. Okay, let me know if he crawls back to to safety, and I'll go get him. Right? And I keep looting because I literally only had a fucking ump, I had an ump and nothing, like not even a fucking backpack, no fucking vest or helmet or anything. So I go back to looting, and uh, Heath like shifts across the road to go finish the guy off. Oh my god! So he dies. I was so mad. I was so fucking mad because the guy got, got got back up, right? If Heath had just fucking oh, the other thing was Heath like shot at the dude with a crossbow. <laughs> he spent like five fucking bolts shooting at this dude with the crossbow, <laughs> trying to finish him off, Yeah. failing, and then he went to finish him off. So not only did he not fucking watch him, oh my god, I was so mad. So yeah, then I have to go. I go across the road to avenge his death and I kill the guys. But fucking hell, I was so mad. I was so grumpy. Anyway, what, was, what were we saying? Um, pros, pros didn't do the best thing. Used, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. So, yeah, you want to stay away from armchair shot calling, but fucking hell, you definitely see, you see that split between fraggers and shot callers in CSGO, uh, in the Aussie CSGO scene quite a bit, I think. Yeah. I think maybe it's maybe it's an area of maturity, you know. Like the Australian scene is quite good in the international on the international stage. Like we've got some, you know, the Chiefs actually compete, and you know the Renegades. They don't, you know. I'm not talking top ten teams, but like we wouldn't get booted out of the NBA for being too shit, you know. Like,
0: oh.
1: um, if, if there out were. Soccer. A, if there were a, if there were a thirty team league, we'd be able to I don't know do okay, right? We wouldn't be the fucking Knicks, um, yeah. Like we're not the worst, but yeah, there's just these dumb mistakes that you see quite a bit, um, and it's always it's always the same couple of players or the same players like, player archetypes, yeah. I think.
0: I think this was in relation to Rainbow Six Siege when we were talking about how they, the teams kept waiting till the last 20 seconds to push. Yeah. And the defensive team had defenders on there that could just choke point an area. Yeah. And we were yeah, like, that, why do and, they keep um, waiting for this?
1: And the, the insistence on using Fuse on um, Chateau, hmm. and but not using it to actually create any space in in the like they were they were popping it while they were still upstairs and shit, not using it to like shift players while they had shots and stuff just seemed odd i don't know maybe like maybe maybe the change to fuse will encourage them to like more predictability will encourage them to actually use it properly or something i don't know
0: yeah i don't think it's going to change that much
1: I don't think so either. Uh, good question. Like, I, I, it's something I think about a lot, actually, that, that split between Shot Callers and, and Fraggers. Because it's clear that Fraggers know a lot about the game, right? Like, the, their ability to control Recall Spread alone is spectacular. Like, it, Like, enviable, right? They're clearly very mechanically gifted. But, yeah, they just don't think in a picture, like, they don't think... Beyond those four seconds, where they're in the in the moment with the frame, you know, and it's an interesting way to to look at, at the game. I think it happens across a lot of sports. Um, you just don't notice it as much because it's not so directly competitive. You know, people aren't getting removed because of their direct mistakes all the time.
0: Yeah, it's also easy to look back at moments and be like, "Well." Could have done that better. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed yes, to, yeah, totally. you know, having it happen in real time. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap things up? Let's do it. Let's get out of here. It's getting late. Um. What do we got? What can we talk about? I don't know. Well, we have a, we have an email address. You can email us at. If you do want to send us questions, the ga podcast at gmail dot com. Otherwise, you can go to our Discord, which is the ga podcast dot com slash discord. Um, if you want to leave us any questions or jump into our voice channels or just general chit chat, yep. I guess there'll be a lot of Destiny Two stuff the next week, a <laughs> week or so. It sounds maybe. like maybe, yeah, unless you ban it, maybe you can ban the words. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe you should start a Destiny channel, find all the people Uh, that post in there, and then we'll kick them all.
1: Good plan. Good idea. What a great idea.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Otherwise, you can find this show on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, um, under the GAP, the GA Podcast. You can help us get other people listening by rating and reviewing the show. That'd be appreciated. And you can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash GA Podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast or the GAPodcast.com is our website's it got all the links to everything we just talked about including our past shows um, where you can go and download them yep uh, you can also uh, if you want to help support the show you can go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast uh, thanks to everybody that does that every month muchly appreciated you're all awesome all awesome and um, I think that's it that's it that's it uh you got anything happening this week joe on the internet somewhere uh like i said go to ign check out my
1: my esports highlights and the, the esports hub uh yep. it's pretty good i did a story about rocket league that i don't think i pimped but uh it turned out pretty good uh got some really good feedback on that Got some really getting really good feedback on the highlights as well i just like i i don't know i think highlights packages man i I wonder I think myself fuck I can make a youtube channel out of this shit people have fucking eat it up yeah. um yeah uh I, 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 just, I just like I like talking about like you create a narrative leading into the the situation as well I don't know I like I like that sort of writing it's it's not like heavy duty here or anything but hmm. it's good um Fair. i believe i have an interview with the die wolves or someone on the diewolves uh about heading to worlds um okay. which should be happening tomorrow so that should go up on red bull and my interview with zoid will accompany my interview with pekin which if you haven't checked out uh went pretty well except for the people who were very mad that i didn't talk to zoid um
0: yeah so all that stuff so, does Pretty he even different. have like a, like a, just a four squad that he plays with?
1: Who? The Zoid. Yeah, both of these dudes literally only play when there's four. Yeah. Uh, in their team. Like, they will not play, they will not, they won't even make until they've got a fourth. Uh, and,
0: well, they, yeah. He plays, Zoid plays duos, though.
1: Yeah, no, Zoid, Zoid plays fucking everything. Yeah. Um, but like, when, when they're playing squads, yeah, he will, they will only, only queue when they have a full team. They won't queue with three. Um, and they won't queue if they're not actually playing for reals. They'll go play on AS.
0: Oh, okay. For, like,
1: for goof-offs and shit. Right. Yeah.
0: What, they got any tips?
1: Uh, we actually do all the, the things that they have... All the tips they've given me. All right. To, so yeah. Except, except they are, the, only, the only thing that that we do that they don't and I'd say is a really 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 strong point is they don't land in populated areas whereas we land in Pachinki
0: a lot <laughs> yeah 80% yeah. of the time all the time 80% of the time
1: <laughs> if yeah, it's not Pachinki, they never
0: ever ever land in pachinki there's no, there's near no point. point exactly okay the point. so th- they're not like military based people or main cities they're basically going to sort of farms and that sort of thing and then killing people yeah. that are going to the popular areas and getting their shit.
1: Uh, Zoid was saying he his his favorite is to they'll land somewhere and like get a car and drive to uh, like one of the major towns that is the furthest away from the flight path. Yeah, okay. they'll that first uh, so that they can loot alone. They don't, like he was saying he, he doesn't think he he can, like wins in games where they don't loot alone.
0: Right. Yeah. They're obviously... they're, But they're good shooters, right? I've seen... Oh, yeah, they're good shooters. They're fucking stats. They're, they're, they they're can absolutely shoot. good shooters.
1: But, yeah, you just wind up in situations where the RNG can screw you out of... Uh, like, if you don't... If, you, if the other people get guns before you or whatever the fuck, then, mm-hmm. yeah, you just don't win fights. Um, Yeah. Was it... I think it was... <laughs> I think it was Pekin that was saying that, like the odds of you winning drastically reduce if you lose uh, one of your Player four. Members.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a uh, thing, yeah. Early
1: as well. Um, I feel
0: like our, our odds drop about 80% when I die. <laughs> oh, get on. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jesus just me. Guy. Hey, you know, uh, we didn't talk about something in years, but I'll just briefly mention it because I want to ask you about it. Knack um, 2 came out today, yep. and on the PlayStation Store... They accidentally yeah. put it up in Australia and New Zealand for free, which caused a lot of people to down- or buy it at least. Um, yep. They've since fixed it and put a $60 price tag on there. But yep. from what I've heard, unless you've downloaded it, they've removed the download from the store.
1: How would that work if you bought it for 60 bucks then?
0: The download is not working in the moment as far as I'm aware. I think what they're going to do or they have done is they've possibly removed the package that's on there and they right. might repackage it and put it up as a as a different package, like a different um, ID or something like that.
1: Uh, okay, I,
0: I'm not sure. That's um, a trick. It's a good trick. That's that's what I'm guessing because I was reading on Gaff before people saying that the downloads not working anymore, which is strange. So,
1: did you download it? Uh, it was fucking up for me. I okay. just figured it was network congestion. And I was too busy trying to download Destiny, so I stopped.
0: Yeah, anyway, that's so, I just thought I'd mention that. Maybe
1: I won't be able to. I, I noticed it first, by the way. All these all these websites being all like, hey, check it out. Yeah. Hey, but I noticed it first. Anyway, I got a whiz, so
0: Alright. Thanks everyone so listening. Thank you for listening. See you next week.
1: Catch you next time.
0: Bye.